This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. and welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover Mashal, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen, week to week. Back this week to discuss Weekly Shonen Jump issues number 21 and 22. I'm your host, Knox. And I'm Nickums. And before we get into the discussion tonight, of course, we'd like you to take a look at the description down below. That's going to be where you find us on all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter. That's going to be where you can join any of our online communities like Discord, ways that you can listen to the Project Manga Podcast wherever you normally listen to your podcast and of course there's going to be ways that you can support what we do here by visiting our online store and patreon there's also going to be timestamps down below you can use those to navigate yourself throughout the video so you can skip any segments for any reason you need to but getting into the discussion tonight we've got a big week here full roster mm-hmm. before we go into golden Ooh. week and wow wow yeah um, a lot of big conversations to be had tonight me and you back again mm-hmm. tonight let's do like it like it's been a while since this since the <laughs> dynamic duo had to take it down but i sure. i love how we have been getting so many um you know other you know one-on-one pers- or one-on-one conversations on the yeah show. i think that i think that fun. people have really been liking that yeah for sure but it's it's back it's them hours again okay mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're going into jujutsu kaisen chapter 147 even pandas even pandas rip yaga man i wasn't ready dude yeah yeah that was you know, pretty unexpected it was a very super unexpected um, very uh emotional chapter mm-hmm. and and some good information as well it makes sense for yaga to die you know for a for a story like jujutsu kaisen where mm-hmm. you kind of establish that you know he is um being held you know for execution in like 10 chapters ago whenever we got that information right and you know the shonen fan and you wants to go well this is this is a retrieval arc now you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. or something like that you you mm-hmm. make up you make up some kind of justification that they're going to go save this man or or they're going to do something and he's going to be all right and right. then just the next time we get yaga is his send-off chapter going into his execution and it's it's very jujutsu kaisen to do this, oh yeah you know what i mean and as as far as the deaths that we've seen go I feel like Yaga's is one that I feel like is very controversial, especially with what we've kind of seen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, at least what I've what I've kind of seen on Twitter. And I think Yaga's death was handled pretty well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think um It was quick. It was quick, but that's kind of like, you know, that's that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a, there's a certain um level of um someone put it the best on my tweet that I had a little bit earlier, but there's a certain like level of um of insignificance, you yes. know what I mean, that that yes. comes inside of the, the theme of death in Jujutsu Kaisen that it can happen at any moment to anyone and you're not mm-hmm. going to have, you know, a grandiose send-off every time, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what the people in this story have to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. And and as much of as much of it is um, you know, kind of used as a subversion to shonen expectations a lot of the time, I feel like. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of par for the course inside of something that I'm sure we'll come to understand mm-hmm. as a deconstruction as time goes on. 
but it's the way that it's the way that it's executed is so like gut-wrenching when it happens because you have a at least I have a sense of um I feel like kind of unfulfilled like I wanted more from Yaga I understand what his role in the narrative was and Mm -hmm. you know and and his death doesn't make me feel like it was misplaced but it was it, it was so like there's just a little bit of a feeling like I didn't get enough Yaga and I feel right. like that's what makes the the death hit so hard in a story like Jujutsu yep. Kaisen is that you get a lot of some characters but right when you think you want a little bit more it's you know what I mean and that line I feel like is is the fact that Yaga he's not like an A level character you know what I mean like he's not a major major character he's yeah. like a B level character right um and and that his his ranking there you, you either rank him higher, you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. really like him, and you want more. Or you rank him a little lower, and you're like, well, I don't really care too much about Yaga. We've only seen him, you know, like a handful of times. Right. Yes, he's Panda's dad. Yeah. I like Panda better, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, But certainly, like, starting off the chapter, right, yeah. where he's in prison, and he's being interrogated about, about his ability, right? Yes. About, or rather, his, his relationship to Panda. Right. And, like, dude, like... How did how did you make this panda? Or how, mm-hmm. do you not know how? Do you really not know? You know because they want to know because as they say on page three, right? Like yeah. yes, pretty much anyone can probably like make a a cursed uh, corpse that is independent can operate independently, but not forever. You know what I mean? Right. It eventually will run out of energy. But right. panda doesn't run out of energy. He has his own reserve, self-sustaining energy. Yes. It's like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? Right. Very, very interesting to go into that aspect of Yaga's character. And it makes sense as 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 much of a as much as I fucking hate Gaku Ganji and and all of these mm-hmm. higher ups that do what they're mm-hmm. doing. They're handled actually really well. And this logic that he has here it makes a lot of sense as far as if you can intentionally make those, you can make an army. You right. know what I mean? And obviously, these this goes into the corrupt you know, power hungry, you know, motivations of these, um, of these higher ups, but the skepticism of anyone that has an ability that you don't fully understand that you think is a threat to you, you want to wipe it off the board or learn how to control it so that you can use it for your own military might or something like that. I think it, it, it does a lot for that growing presence of authority that will eventually be like the biggest stakes driver, I feel like, in the series eventually is when it comes right. down to these higher ups, they got to go eventually. You know what I yes. mean? And, and I feel like these little moments here that kind of build, you know, that um, that threat up, you know what I mean? Yes. Inside of their outlook and all mm-hmm. the power they have and what they can do with it, who they can send after who and who they can, you know, um, schedule for execution here and who they can apprehend right. there. And it's like, it's like that's kind of scary to think about you know what i mean oh, yeah. especially when you have all of this other chaos going on it's like you could tell that just from this dialogue right here that they were waiting you know what i mean yes. for obviously for gojo to leave so that they can start you know really um putting all of the lesser than gojo sorcerers that they outrank in a yoke mm-hmm. of oppression that yep. we kind of like see see here and it's like man this is this is really good stuff it's like it's kind of like um how i always thought we would eventually see the gorosei you know behaving and i guess we get a lot sure. of gorosei stuff like you know, indirectly through people that are directly under them, sure, right, you know, or whatever, right. but we don't get, like, hardcore Gorsei scenes, you know what I mean? And this right. kind of feels like that. But. It's certainly approaching it, and, like, this um, this character we see later, you know, after after the flashback, right, where Yaga mm-hmm. is kind of, seems like he's maybe just trying to escape whatever campus he's on, or some whatever, you know, building he's at, or whatever he's trying to escape, mm-hmm. and you got this dude with, like, this kind of ninja mask, right, and the, and yeah. the scar, yeah. and he's like, 
let me sell it to you straight here. All I want out of you is how to make those cursed corpses. You know what I mean? Just yes. like, tell me how to make the cursed corpses because you know his higher ups, you know what I mean? Like right. the higher ups, they want to make that army. You know what I mean? It's, you can say on the one hand, as you're saying, right? Like, yeah, there's suspicion and, and there's justified fear of someone who could create an army, yeah. but they don't really care. They just want to make their own army, you yeah, know, obviously, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And and I and I bet that is exactly what they want to do. They want to act like it's, oh, we don't want to have to fight an army of these. But mm -hmm. like you're saying, mm -hmm. it's probably, no, we want this army, bro. Yeah. And if oh, we're yeah. not going to have the army, then you got to go because right. your power is something that we can't really comprehend right now. And that's scary to us as people in power. Right, right. Yeah. Another thing about the Yaga death that I think is um, something that people um, should think more about if they haven't already is that Yaga, when it comes to the complaint of his relevance in the story mm -hmm. and, you know, what impact his death was supposed to have in the narrative and who it mm -hmm. was for and who it was supposed to affect and what it was supposed to do to us as readers. I think the biggest thing to take away from Yaga, despite the hardcore development that's kind of missing, you know, for his character. Mm -hmm. He is a big, big character to a lot of the main cast. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like when it comes down to it, now that he's passed, when the people that matter the most to him get wind of it, we're going to get probably all types of flashback scenes of them mm -hmm. remembering times with Yaga. And it, I feel like that's going to hit so much harder after he passed, now that he's passed, mm -hmm. than it would have if we would have just gotten, you know, off out of place hardcore development for him somewhere woven into the story that we have already right. you know what i mean right like everything that's happened in jujutsu kaisen so far feels really good and sure mm -hmm. gege could have done whatever they wanted and put masamichi development in there anywhere but right. i think that i think that it, at least given the circumstances that we have what we have right now yaga is dead so since he is dead and we feel like he was missing a little bit of development i feel like we're still going to see that vicariously through Yes. you know the the rest of the cast that meant a lot to him you know right what I mean? so i feel like his I death is, is the end of, of of his characterization at all no yeah no i i totally agree especially because of panda right mm -hmm. and and at one point you know before this chapter you could have said like dang like what side is kusakabe on what side is panda on you know what right. i mean relative to yuji now with this chapter um panda seeing the higher-ups essentially kill yaga his father yes. right yes. now he's gonna be like well my father was a good guy right the higher-ups are bad because they killed yaga right yes therefore maybe i should trust yuji who the higher-ups also are opposed to right like maybe right. yuji isn't bad it kind of solidifies that and obviously yaga and yuji have had a past a little a, a short past right yeah. but yeah. yaga definitely helped out yuji when he was um you know first joining the jujutsu high or whatever so right. like now I think I feel like this creates a bond between uh Yuji and Panda that maybe wasn't there before, or now right. it's just gonna be enhanced even further. Yeah, I love that. And 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 this is really for Panda, you know what I mean? Yes. Like obviously yes. Yaga is the side character that we've already talked about him being. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And he has a specific role in the narrative that I think he absolutely fulfilled. We got a lot of world building, mm -hmm. like through Yaga's technique and just like yep. through his words throughout the arcs that he's been involved in. So, like, we learn a lot about what's going on around us. Not a lot, but, like, he, he has been the vehicle for a lot of um, good information in Jujutsu Kaisen, despite yeah. how low impact him as a character actually is to anything that's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I was saying, anytime 
now that he's dead, any time that these characters have a reason to think about him, we're probably going to get flashbacks that enhance his character. But mm-hmm. but in the moment here, like I feel like this is for Panda because Panda is the character yep. that's going to be continuing in the story. He's the mm-hmm. one that has just seen his father murdered in front of him. This is going to be big for Panda's motivations moving forward. Obviously, Panda is interconnected um, emotionally with a couple other characters that matter to us. So. Yep. The way he feels about this is then going to bleed into how Inumaki and Maki and um and and the rest of you know the characters that we love all feel about this. Like this is going yep. to affect everybody, you know. Hundred percent. And I I think it, I think it's good because I think that Panda was a character that was kind of underwhelming to a lot of people, and people were kind of sure. like wondering like what he was kind of doing there at first, and then he had amazing fight scenes, and now he's mm-hmm. kind of like been relegated to a background character again and now it seems like he's actually getting a little bit more narrative purpose after this chapter and that's what it's really for i mean yaga got the development that he got because this is his send-off chapter of course you're going to give more on the character before they die you're not just going to fucking entirely off-screen yaga you know what i mean so this feels really good to me Mm -hmm. i think i think i think a lot of the complaints just come from people expecting you know shonen deaths to be handled a certain way based on their history inside yeah. of the genre you know right. what i mean and and that coupled with the fact that people want more from him so they right. will probably say that this is poorly done because sure it's not meeting their expectations but it's like everyone you know every mangaka has you know a message that they're trying to communicate in their own way and right. like i was saying on the timeline a little bit earlier i feel like people should spend more time trying to you know, get inside the mind of the author to the best of their ability and try to understand where they're coming from in their own mm-hmm. story instead of automatically comparing it to other stories that have done the scene a different way. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. No, I totally, totally agree with you. And as you say, this this chapter is really for Panda. I mean, it's exactly. for it's for us, the reader, in terms of we get a lot of very interesting information about um, these cursed corpses and how they work the, all these like little cursed corpses in this flashback are super interesting yeah Poten- um, and then... potential aa milne uh reference here with winnie the pooh oh this is like oh like the like, thousand acre wood yeah and your, hundred your... acre wood like christopher yeah, yeah, robin yeah. shit yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah someone someone put it on the on the timeline like literally like they were waiting for this to come out officially so they probably had that tweet in the drafts bro because oh, that yo. shit was like beautiful it's literally like christopher robin on his knees yeah. peeking into a door just like this and then oh. it's a, and, and then it's the other one where he's on the uh the stump or he's on the tree mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. winnie is right there instead of you know takaru and it's like yeah like that's fucking sick dude and like that just that just enhances it even more if you know the reference you know what I yeah, mean? yeah yeah like, oh definitely it's like yeah this, this does a lot you know for, i did for i did not recognize it but I, I love that i love mm-hmm. that a lot of um western references are popping up in not just mm-hmm. my hero academia but like a lot of yes. things in jump lately like there's even a potential this is probably less likely but there's even um i'm sure a lot of our viewers out there have already seen the the tweet with um the vision um mm-hmm. panel next yep. to the panda panel at the end where he says right. even pandas cry potential shout out to john Bishe- sal bashema john bashema's vision run um where it's literally the vision like i'm sure you guys have fucking seen it it's like him yep. crying yep. with the tear coming down even, even androids, androids can cry, cry. like yeah, come yeah. on man if that's a reference that's amazing right i don't know if, if you it think is. about it if yeah. you think about it panda is an android kind yes, of right exactly an artificially created being right with his own thoughts and opinions and his own intelligence that is right. real. You know what right. I mean? Like, obviously, uh, in the history of sci-fi, there's always that question, like, are androids real, right? You know, do androids dream of electric sheep kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but Panda is basically a flesh android, which is right. very, very interesting. And and I personally think this is a reference, you know what I mean? Like, I and of lo- course, I would- I'm not... 
I'm I would a big love Marvel for it guy, so yeah, yeah. And, I, and and I mean inside of um inside of the Vision run, I mean it's handled a little bit differently. Obviously, mm. this is Jujutsu Kaisen. It's a story about death, and this is like mm-hmm. you know Panda crying after the death of his father. It's a completely different reason why Vision is crying oh, in the comic sure. book. But still, though, like it could like like that's the thing is that Gege Akutami is a professional comic book artist. Yeah, I, it it makes perfect sense that professional comic book artists, no matter where they are on the map, study illustration from around the fucking globe like right kohei horikoshi is is very unapologetic about his influences from the west you know what i mean mm-hmm. and we see other western influences that aren't as you know blatant in other you know eastern media all the time so it's not right. too far outside of the realm of possibility especially mm-hmm. when we have the aa milne reference like pages before this sure. you know inside of winnie the pooh mm-hmm. like I like it. I like the way it yeah, feels. Yeah. Even though, even though it like I don't know why I don't want to say it's for sure a reference for some reason, but it mm-hmm. feel it feels really fucking good to me right now. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about this flashback, huh? Yeah, let's do that. So we're talking with this um this Takeru, this little guy. He's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the flashback is kind of cut into pieces a little bit. I feel like right, like the we start off on this log. And he's just talking to uh, Takeru on the log or whatever. Yep. Um, and I'll, I'll be gone for a while. And then it kind of, I feel like, switches scenes. And then yeah. he's doing that pose, looking into the, into the tree like Christopher Robin, right? And, yeah. and seeing a whole gang of people, right? Like, are, yeah. are these more cursed corpses on page six, probably? I think so, yeah. I think, I think these are... Now, the way that the conversation happens with Kuzakabe and his sister makes me think mm-hmm. that, like, whenever someone dies that knows who Masamichi Yaga is they bring them to him to try to, <gasps> you know, Yo. like keep them living keep, in the form alive. of a keep curse corpse. Around. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So so I think that that is, um, I think that that's just a bunch of dead people that he kept alive yes. through corpse, corpse, um, you know, corpse technique. I, I think you are totally right. And let's, if you don't mind, let's go ahead a little bit to the yeah. very end, right, like right before this um, scene with Panda, right? But, um, Gakuganji is encountering, you know, Yaga, killed Yaga, and then Yaga gives up the secret. He gives up how he makes these cursed corpses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Gakuganji's like, why did you tell me this? Because I now, wanted to curse your dumb ass. <laughs> this is a fucking curse, boy. Yes, sir. From me to you. And that curse, one of my ideas of like what the curse is exactly, um, is now Gakuganji is maybe going to feel compelled to try and save his family in this way. And at the same time, become the same sort of like, I don't know, necromancer type sorcerer that the higher ups will be like, Oh, Gakuganji. Now you're the one with the secrets. Well, we're going to, we're going to torture you. We're going to capture you. We're going to, we're going to try to extract the information of how to make these corpses from you. Or Gakuganji. Honestly, I think that that would be really cool. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess, um, since, the way that they're kind of talking about it in the beginning of the chapter, it's like once you have the information, you can repeat it. No mm-hmm. matter, even if your technique isn't like cursed corpses, right? So Yeah, yeah. That's kind of confusing to me, but we don't have to talk about that right now. Sure, <clears throat> sure. But, um, but I like this because mm-hmm. one, that makes the, the, the drama a lot messier, which I'm like yes. all here for inside of like mm-hmm. the character, you know, interactions inside of Jujutsu Kaisen. I feel like that's an incredible balance that it has to um to uh or that's an incredible weight that it has to balance out the the action right yes yes is 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 how good the drama is inside of family dynamics and inside Mm -hmm. lineage which is essentially the same thing but you know what i mean so so 
Gaku Ganji being this asshole that we definitely want dead now for what he mm -hmm. just did to fucking Yaga and because he's been a fucking slithery old bastard the whole fucking comic book anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, now we have a reason here to potentially kind of sympathize with him if he has been cursed in the way that you're saying and he does go on with a newfound appreciation for cursed corpses and what Masamichi was doing and mm -hmm. then does kind of either because of this corpse or because of a of, he's turned over a new leaf or whatever he now is carrying on the will of Masamichi which mm -hmm. creates issues inside of his faction in the yes. higher ups which makes a lot more messy drama that I literally just said I want more of in Jujutsu yep, Kaisen. Yep. <laughs> so I think I like the idea. I I I think that that would be cool for Gaku Ganji's character. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that um because of the whole culling game situation that Gege Akutami might just keep him a bastard the whole time and yeah. just have him cause issues throughout the culling game potentially. But I mm -hmm. like I like where this is going. And a lot of people said and he bashed his guitar over the fucking head of Yaga after he killed him or so or he like hit him with the the technique and then finished him by bashing his guitar over his head because his guitar is broken it, it is definitely broken i don't see a crazy I, I, head wound like that though i think his guitar right. might have just broken because the amount of like effort he had to put into destroying um yaga because you can yes, assume yes. that maybe they're a, a close to equal footing for you sure know, at least power wise so maybe the amount of power that it required gaku ganji to kill yaga the way that it did just broke his guitar because i don't see a pretty yes. very massive head wound here and i don't know where else he would have hit him with this guitar right. you know what i mean no I, I i agree i i definitely did not um think while reading this that this was some sort of like bash him over the head kind of situation mm -hmm. i i much prefer the uh idea that it broke in the battle right yeah. the battle was so intense either he used so much cursed energy that it broke his own tool right or um Yaga broke it in in a scuffle or something. You Wait, know what I mean? There no damage on Yaga, or I mean on Gaku Ganji. Oh no, there is. He's got a little bit of yeah, damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So damn. So what? He didn't have no cursed puppets with him. So what, he just squared up with them. I think hand so. Hand to hand, dude. Yaga's such a beast. I mean, he looks like a beast. Yeah, he, on page 12, where he takes off the coat, mm. like, I'm here to see my son. Let's go. Oh my. So wait. Oh, he's talking about Panda. He's coming to see Panda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, because if pandas, you go back, uh, pandas, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he was captured to yeah. bait out Yaga. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But Panda's already free because of Kusakabe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see what's going on here. Yep. yep. God damn. This is very, um, this is a very heartrending chapter. One thing I want to say is on the last page, now that I remember, this moth panel. Mm hmm is um it was it was in the translator note on the scan but it's not oh. here in the in the official because obviously i don't really do that too often but mm -hmm. what was cool is that the translator note said that the yaga kanji or maybe or maybe it's just the the meaning of the word yaga mm -hmm. is owlet moth oh and there's the dead moth on the ground or whatever yeah. oh that's that's very sad Damn. yeah but then also there's probably um further symbolism inside of the moth to flame kind of thing with sure. Yaga coming directly to the panda yes. bait. Yep, the bait. Yes, yes, yep, yep. I love Gege Akutami, bro. Yes. There ain't nothing you could say to, 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 to Gege, man. Like this, this is something that I feel like, as controversial as it is right now, I feel like is only going to be a week-to-week -week criticism. Yaga's death mm -hmm. on for someone who will binge all the way up to some future point in, in Jujutsu Kaisen. We'll probably feel like this was great. Retrospectively, mm -hmm. you'll probably see people that complained about this going, eh, it probably wasn't that bad later if they ever decide to own up to it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I feel mm -hmm. like this is not as big of a deal as people are making it. And I feel like people are just impatient and want to see the culling game. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Uh...
You know Definitely what I mean? If, I, if I'm being frank, sure. you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. Because, be, and you want to know why I say that? Um, You're not on Twitter as much, but I have to throw this out here. Mm-hmm. After Jujutsu Kaisen ended Shibuya incident, it went into Yuta and Yuji assassination, which was obviously high octane. And people were like, are we not going to get an aftermath? What's going on here? And, right, they, right. and the culling game rules dropped. And people were like, we're going right into a battle royale? Like, Gege needs to slow it the fuck down. It's been 10 chapters since then. And there hasn't really been any fighting. And we've gotten, like, world building, <laughs> exposition, and aftermath yeah. stuff. And now yeah. people are complaining about the aftermath stuff. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm sure... I don't know, but it's it, it's just so funny seeing the the complaint. It's like you can have obviously this isn't a perfect series. Complain away, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You have, yeah. You have your issues with it, but the contradictions and like the big yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. that are being had about Jujutsu. At least be consistent criticism, in like, your criticism. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny to me. Yeah, yeah. But That's what weird. a chapter, though. Holy shit, man. My, right. Kusakabe like value kind of like rose for me after this chapter. I mean, he yes. was never really. Yes. Um, I, I was never really a part of the, the slander train of Kusakabe being a bitch or whatever that mm-hmm. people were trying to say or whatever. I fucking have always loved Kusakabe. So I'm not trying to say that, like, he sucked and now he's good. He was already right. good for me, and now he's, like, better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love this chapter for Kusakabe, dude. He's a G. He's a realistic G. He doesn't make every single decision you want, an, you know, a, a cool character in Shonen to make. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's still cool as fuck in a lot mm-hmm. of areas. He just is that human you yeah, know, that that truly human character that we can kind of stick to in this right. like super super macabre, you know, and dark and shitty story that we're in right now. Right, you know I mean? right. Definitely for me. Um, before this chapter, I probably would have been more towards the uh, Kusakabe's a bitch, uh, you know, a group <laughs> or whatever. Like, I, I I like him, I guess, yeah. just fine or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think he could be cooler. But yeah. I, I agree that this chapter did a, did good on Kusakabe. For you know sure, what I mean? Like, I, I like him better now for sure. And I want to know more about his sister and Takaru. Like, I want a little like yeah. I wouldn't mind a little point five chapter, you know what I mean? At some yes. point in time, like a day in the life of Kusakabe and his family, real quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I would love that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro. I'm sad I didn't see this dude's curse technique with the uh with the shinobi mask and the yeah. Macaulay Culkin haircut. I'm sad. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sad. I wanted to see what he could do. Oh he's standing on top of a fucking light post like a ninja. You know what I'm saying? So he's right. got to be tight. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we'll see him in the Culkin game or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for I don't sure. know. That's all I had for Jujutsu Kaisen this week. Though I don't know if you had anything else. Yeah, no, I I think that was it for me as well. I mean, yeah, pretty... I think it was a very solid chapter, personally. For, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was an incredible chapter, personally. Yeah. But I think that it's one that is just, like, awkwardly placed at a time that came out of something high-octane and going into something yes. high-octane. Yes. Expectations yes. were, like, set, you know, like, inside of what has kind of been escalating so far. And then you kind of get yep. this. I could see how it... I guess I could see how it could be jarring to, to people who kind of just go through the motions with Jujutsu Kaisen. But I feel like inside right. of the community, it's just understood that this is an amazing chapter. I don't, I don't really yeah. think like, you know, um, critical Jujutsu Kaisen like readers have any mm-hmm. kind of issue with this, but. Right, right. We'll see. Sure. Let us know in the comments though, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah. But all right, you good? Yeah. All right, getting into Dr. Stone, chapter 194, Homo Sapiens All Alone. Yeah. it's this is pretty much exactly what i wanted to see you know what i mean like i I suppose last week i think i said like um i'd like to see more with the little dog and the boar right yeah but like i wasn't really expecting to see much with those two i just (laughs) thought it would be cool to have like a chapter of them like 
running around script scrabbling, you know, yeah. trying to be like little dogs and boars and not knowing what the hell to do. But yeah. <laughs> but having a Suica focused chapter yes, and dude, probably so a Suica focused arc yeah, is going to wow. be absolutely fantastic. Um, but like starting off in the chapter here, yes, we can see some time has passed, like a good amount of time. Yeah, because um, there's foliage like foliage growing. All yeah, the foliage, people. moss yeah. growing over all these statues. Um, you got farm animals just loose in in the world uh you know chewing grass and whatnot um even on page three you know with um this suica statue reaching up to the revival fluid yes the the grass is really growing as tall as she is you know yeah, what i mean so yeah. a few, a few, at least a few feet high yeah this um, is some time yeah yeah this is some real time so I, I love that it like is kind of establishing this time passing without just giving us a narration box. You know what I mean? Like right. exactly, you know, eight hundred forty-three days have passed or whatever. It's yes, like we that can is just a show good it. Point. You know what I mean? Yes, show not tell. And man, mm -hmm. Boichi is the artist for chapters like these for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like when you yes. want to when you want to convey a lot of what's happening in the art mm -hmm. with no with not that much dialogue. Like half of this chapter is no dialogue. Or mm -hmm. at least a good, you know, beginning portion of it. And this art for it to tell the story of how much time has passed and Suika's awakening. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing visual storytelling just because of the level of detail. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Wow. And uh, as as we're seeing this, you know, beautiful scenery and, and this, as you say, in, environmental storytelling, you know, yeah. um, we, we see, as Senku kind of predicted, right? Like, like he kind of said... A couple chapters ago, like it might be a month or a year or something, but eventually a bird is going to go caca, or or <laughs> our thunder will strike or something, you know, and and something is going to trigger a noise big enough to reach the microphones that they've set up to trigger the you know sonic explosion that will you know open up the break open the revival fluid bottle, mm -hmm. and of course the first one we get is this you know jaguar um, <laughs> page three hissing or whatever, and it freaks itself out or whatever, like oh fuck, <laughs> what was that? um animals but then so but cute. then the lightning that like the the beautiful just like lightning strike um yes. and then this i love this panel on on page seven of, of this whole page you know suika breaking out Woo! yes bro i feel Fantastic, that man. Right? i feel that so hard in my mm -hmm. like soul when suika is free and i know mm -hmm. that like you know it's only seven pages into the next chapter after she was petrified but like mm -hmm. like i said man boichi really makes you feel the time Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. In those in those first six in those first six pages. And Tanika just has the best character design for, yes. for, for close ups, dude. I swear to God. She's definitely a very, very cute. Yeah. Um something I just realized um paging through this as we're talking here. Mm -hmm. Go back to page three, right? Okay. That that panel I was saying with um you can see the grass growing up uh around Suika's statue. And then go to page five the grasses have grown even more if they had grown more oh, the revival fluid may never have hit her because it would have dripped over the leaves you know what i mean oh, and not hit her shit. ever this was like the last month the last week possible probably that this lightning bolt could have happened otherwise it would have dripped over the leaves and, and never hit her see that's 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 if you notice that that stakes yeah to me yeah you know what I exactly mean? because it yeah, shows yeah, yeah. you just how close it came to just not all happen. of humanity yeah. never ever waking up ever again or maybe wow. not or at least for not like five thousand years until right. you know senku wakes up naturally you know yeah what I mean? because because then you have to think about it right they have um put so much time and effort into reestablishing technology since mm -hmm. senku woke up yeah and then sure it's only been a couple years so 
a lot of that technology is probably still good. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? But if you wait the full five, th- three, thirty-seven hundred years, oh, it's right. And 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 you don't have Byakuya's bloodline exactly being like you know repopulating the stone world naturally. Yep. So yep. you can't even get. You probably Senku probably dies long before. Yeah. He can he can get back to even close to the level that he was after you know in recruiting Kaseki and the rest of the you know yep. the, the stone world born people. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's yep. huge stakes. That's an amazing spot. I didn't even. Yeah. I did not catch that at all. Good shit. Good shit. Fuck yeah. But yeah, like uh, Suika wakes up and and of course I, I think this is just perfect, right? Where the first thing she does is like I need my glasses. You know what I mean? And I, I was really worried about that, honestly. You know, like when she wakes yeah. back up because yeah. not having your glasses, I don't know how in the world she must have a very good um, internal map or kind of an internal sense of direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be able to. And I guess you can see a little bit, right? Could probably right. see some blurry shapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But very impressive for her to, without glasses, um, with her, you know, wrinkly granny face trying yeah. to squint of like, what, yeah. what the heck's going on? To yeah. find her glasses. Um, yeah. Very impressive. Well, she had to make do for all that time before Senku. That's true. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. wasn't like completely blind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that, that, that was worrying to me. And another thing that's worrying to well, she got little fragments of her glasses, so she's kind of cool, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like a complete, she's back yeah. to normal. But, right. but the fact that she doesn't know like any science really. Yep. Coupled with the fact that she does not have like all of her senses at 100%. Right. Is even more stakes for the situation because now Riichiro, which I know he's going to knock out of the park, is going to have to make it make sense that Suika figures out the revival fluid on her own mm-hmm. through intense contemplation, meditation, remembering <laughs> shit deep down in the memory banks. You know, maybe maybe it's not meditation and maybe she just like goes and has experiences in nature that remind her of things that Senku have said. I don't sure. know how, you know, they're going to do it or she's someone else is just going to have somehow escaped the petrification or so. I don't know. But well, like I- that uncertainty is big, too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I I do think um, we have a good clue of what she's going to do in this chapter. So basically, as the as the chapter progresses, and we can go back to this, you know, beautiful scene of her kind of freaking the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, (laughs) like I'm going to die, Um, and it's a very understandable fear. Mm -hmm. But she she does figure out. I forget exactly where she um, says it. But she kind of says, like, uh, let's see here, page 17, I think. Yes, yes. Page 17, she says, Suika's got to find everyone's statues because maybe oh, someone yeah, was carrying I some forgot. fluid. Yeah, yeah. And so and L- we know that Luna and Chelsea do have a bag full of fluid. Uh, they they only threw up. Remember that hilarious scene where Luna, like the, the, the flash is coming at them and they're like, oh, shit. Like, I guess we could try like Senku and throw a bottle in the air. And like she like throws it off the cliff and it like totally botches it. And, and they're oh, like, oh, yeah, I guess we're done. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So remember they, they actually have a huge bag of, of fluid uh, right. where they are, assuming right. it's, you know, still intact or whatever. Right. OK, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot about the line of dialogue um, in the chapter <laughs> saying, I think people have revival fluid on them. So that's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's great. But, but um, that is, of course, assuming that that is the straightforward storytelling arc that we're going to get, right? There is always the possibility that Suika does, you know, over the course of, say, like a, a chapter or two, finds all of our friends in, yeah. in the jungle yeah. and then does find Luna and Chelsea yeah. and is like, well... They don't they don't have any fluid either. And we'll see some like panel of a bag, an empty bag or a decayed bag and a bunch yeah. of broken bottles or something, you know. Right. And it's like 
then you would know there is no more fluid and yeah. she would have to somehow make it herself which i think would be very difficult if they have a whole bag weren't they up on like a cliff when they got petrified mm -hmm. or something yeah i think so so they have a whole bag that could easily fall down yeah. onto people below mm -hmm. them potentially mm -hmm. a, um one of stanley or xeno's people and create sure. you know a, a conflict in that way where sweet yeah. is alive and a random you know xeno goon is alive yeah and then now they're kind of like fighting but then they're like wait a minute let's come together you know and kind of like revive all of right. our friends and then fight afterwards but like <laughs> we became really good friends in the meantime so now that creates you know the dynamic that potentially mm -hmm. keeps it from becoming just the last arc all over again right <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? it's it's entirely possible yeah um, I, I do think there's some a definite few paths that the story could take from this yeah. point for sure Hell yeah wow um let's but let's go back and talk about uh what i was saying earlier like when Suika's alone. She's 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 revived her, you know, become arrived, and she's found her glasses, and now she's pretty stoked about the whole thing. And but then she quickly realizes she is alone, and uh, and then like page uh, twelve thirteen, right? You know, she's has this bottle of I don't know beef jerky or something. What do you think? Like this bottle of food? Yeah, is I, I, it looks like dried meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like beef jerky. And then yeah. she's like, I'm once this food is gone, I'm gonna die. Yeah, and and I'm all alone. Yeah, and. And she's a little girl, right? Yeah. I, I think it's very understandable for her to think these thoughts, and it's very scary. Yeah, uh, being in the jungle as like a what is she six? I don't know. Like yeah. she's very young, and she's in the jungle. But I, at the I'd, same be very, time, I'd be terrified. Her being very young and expressing her um, anxiety and her fear the way that she is, even though she is very young compared to the rest of the cast, I feel mm -hmm. like all of them and the way that they feel about the situation, even though they're just vegetables and they're not really, we're not really getting anything on them. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like they're all living vicariously through Suika's, yes. Yes. you know, um, um, reaction to waking up alone. You know what I mean? Yes. Like she's very young and naive and isn't as smart as Senkun. We're not gonna get the kind of internal monologues that Ryusui or, or an older character would have, but I can mm -hmm. feel the entire cast inside of Suika in these right. scenes, you know what I mean? Right. And, I, and obviously it helps that we're getting flashbacks of a lot of them too. But mm -hmm. I think that um, Richiro Nagaki and, and, and Boichi did an incredible job of having this be a Suika-centric chapter while mm -hmm. also having the entire cast feel like they're there at the same time. You know what I mean? Yes, totally agree. Especially as Suika, you know, in the midst of her despair on 1415, then kind of like snaps out of it thinking that Senku literally went yeah. through this exact same situation as her. Right. He right. he was the first one who was revived. She was the first one who was revived. Yep. And and I love what she says on page 16. Um, Senku was also alone, all alone from the start. Yeah. He didn't even know if anyone else could wake up. Yes. You know what I mean? But I do. But I do, I do. So I, I should be brave. I, yes, I can do this. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, oh, I love, and I love you. Suika. I love it. I love Suika. And you see it even too on page 17 with everyone behind her. You could tell mm -hmm. that as soon mm -hmm. as she starts thinking about Senku and what he did last time, she's like, okay, well, what would Senku do? How would Senku yes. react? How would Senku behave? What would Ryusui do? What would Francois yeah. do? What would Shishio yeah. do? And you have the whole gang right there in statue form. You got this, Suika, and it's like, I love oh you. my Su god! Suika there with the thumbs up. Yes. I, I feel like they're, I feel like they're sending her off. Like yes. we, we have entrusted our hopes, our dreams, the the future of humanity to you, Suika, yeah. and we and we believe in you. You know what I mean? Like just go out and do us proud, and she will. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so wonderful. Like oh. this is just like an like a, an an area of Doctor Stone. I did not think that we would ever go into. Yes. Like this is such an unexpected turn of events. 
mm-hmm. and with Suika as the main character tasked with saving everybody, it's like who would have possibly predicted that this that we'd right. be in this situation right now? Right, and it feels right. so good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like this genius duo here is is really I never thought that like as much as I love Doctor Stone, I always felt like it had its own lane. And it was yep. doing everything appropriately inside of it, but that it just wasn't at the level to where it would be as compelling, yes. you know, or as, engaging or as engaging, like, yeah, hero you know, or one yeah, piece or yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen or something, right? But here we go. They said, fuck the bullshit. Dr. Stone ain't just going to be <laughs> the nerdy science shit that fucking, you know, physics graduates fucking right. read and shit. Like, nah, son, this is, this is in jump. It's, it's a jump, yep. you know, you know, pillar trying to be a contender. Yep. You know, it's, it's up there with everything else. You know what I mean? And yep. If anything, like of all the titles in Jump right now, mm-hmm. I feel like Doctor Stone would be the most easy to make into a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a, a movie Americans would watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. because it's yeah, it's got the cool sci-fi stuff, the cool fantasy stuff, a, a, a you know isekai type. You know, yeah. like you're in the future, that like a whimsical you know magical element whimsical. where you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'd be sick. I would actually like heavily fuck with that because there's yes. no like you know. And it's just easier when there's when when it's when it's anime that doesn't have you know magic or like a power right. system or yeah. something that you have to you know it's easier to suspend um, you know disbelief when you're looking at drawings or animation because it's mm-hmm. so much easier to make that shit look cool no matter what the fuck yes. you're doing. But right. with humans, you can't just copy and paste the same techniques from animation to live action. So you have mm-hmm. to find a way to in live action form make the phenomenon look just as cool which a lot exactly. of people don't know how to fucking do you right know what I mean? very because, difficult because well and you think about it inside of anime you know what i mean there's a lot of dramatic zooms and there's a lot of dramatic close-ups and a lot of that relies on the actual aesthetic of anime character designs like if you close if, yep. if you zoom in on a regular human face the way that <laughs> you do it in fucking ghost in the shell people aren't yeah. that fucking pretty bro like i don't give a yeah. fuck if you're scarlett <laughs> johansson it's not the right. same kusanagi you can't go in that close you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. shit like that you know but dr stone is definitely one that i think would translate very well that's a yeah great great idea dude for sure and then yeah like we um we wrap up the chapter with uh suika has made herself a little you know a fort on the top of the top of the tower yeah uh she's got a cool new look with her kind of half her pumpkin head helmet or whatever now is like kind of a a bifocals glasses around her yeah like a fucking neck. like turtleneck type like a turtleneck shit, like with a, yeah. like glasses yeah 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 That's like so looks sick. pretty sick yes and like she and she's got food she's like pretty happy and then and then this exact kind of same scene that senku went through right where yeah i think senku encountered a bunch of like i don't know they're monkeys but not the same kind of monkeys obviously japanese right. monkeys right um and he was like hey what's up you probably don't know who i am huh yeah homo sapiens bitch get out of here and then she's like <laughs> and sweet as a human you know like it's like i love i love the parallels just yeah. like it's it's I loved this chapter, like front to back. Yeah. Yeah, and Suika. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, man, it's like Suika is eventually going to grow up to be like Senku 2.0. I feel like by the end of the fucking chapter, because it's like she is very young. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. she has to kind of grow up right next to Senku, who's already this genius. A lot of right. the other older characters have already kind of established their talents. You know oh, what I mean? And, and yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. probably not enough hard drive space to be a Senku. You know what I mean? Right. But Suika right. is like maybe five. Chrome. Yeah. yeah, maybe Chrome at best. Yeah. But Suika is like literally like five or six. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like her her brain's most formative 
you know what yep. I mean, years or whatever, you know, or, or close to it, you know what I mean? So if she is the one that's woken up first and she kind of has to go through the motions and we're drawing these parallels to Senku, I feel mm -hmm. like she's going to figure out a lot of physics on her own, sure. you know what I mean, until everyone else is revived and have an incredible foundation for just attaching herself to Senku's hip for the rest of her adolescent life until we get the time skip and she's like super crazy assistant yes. doctor extraordinary oh. or you know scientist extraordinary you know what i mean and it's like i would love to see that you know end of or or culmination of, of suika's character arc end in that kind of way right i do i do feel like though it, it is heavily dependent on the the next few chapters you know what i mean and uh -huh. and not even so much the next few chapters but as much as Absolutely. how the timeline progresses from here right because right. Yes, if if Suika um, has a good luck and a good plan and and finds all the statues and the revival fluid, say within like a year or two, yeah, um, that's one thing. And I totally yes. agree. At that point, she would um, revive everyone and and very much have a great foundation of science, a good foundation yeah. to uh, become Senku's kind of assistant and eventually a scientist. You know, yeah. once we get another like ten year time skip. But yeah. it, but if she has difficulty in finding everyone, or yeah. if she needs to make the revival fluid herself. We actually might have a time skip of only Suika, mm. where where Suika is like, all right, I, I can't find any fluid. I'm gonna need to learn science myself and make the fluid myself. She might focus more on like I don't know, like a survivalist, because she'd be alone yeah. for like say ten years. And I feel like at, after like ten years of being alone, it'd probably be you, that now <laughs> your your job is survivalist. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But who knows? I, I I think I'd much prefer. Especially seeing her on page eighteen with like this kind of like turtleneck glasses set up, yeah, like that's really cute. As for like a, a future scientist, you know what I mean? Like yeah. her having some cool, uh, you know, glasses gear, yes. you know, I think it'd be cool. So, oh, man, there's so many. It's so crazy how Richiro can go from there just being so much uncertainty. We have no idea what's going to happen here at all. Everyone's dying. Is this the mm -hmm. end of Doctor Stone? Oh my god! To now it being holy shit, there's so many possibilities and new avenues that we can go on in a positive direction. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like born from that. And it's like yep. so crazy how it kind of developed and going back to the unpredictability of the series that I feel like makes it, you know, just as much of a contender as anything else in the magazine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is, this is fucking primetime shit, man. Yeah. And it's like Hell not yeah. even action. Yeah. In an action, like, like we just came out of crazy action, sure. But I mean, like that's not what <laughs> fucking Dr. Stone's been about. Right, right. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Did you have anything else for Doctor Stone? No, no. I think I think we covered pretty much everything. It was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a lot of um the chapter that had no dialogue in it, so there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of meat and potatoes to unpack. Right. But right. great conversation, bro. Hell yeah. All right. Getting into Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter Sixty, Mash Burn Dead, and the Sinful Change. Ooh. Yo. This chapter so good wow man so unexpected in like so many ways like yes, i was not yes. ready for margaret to have this form at all yes yes this absolutely is good. right this is so good wow and i love how i i feel like there's a lot of world building going on in this chapter specifically mm -hmm. through what margaret is capable of yeah this is a big deal we've never seen magic like this this doesn't like yes. like normally i feel like if if we were going to get a magic like this this would be the magic you know what i mean right, like right. But this seems to be like i don't know like this isn't 
I don't know. Margaret has such a big arsenal, it feels like. And mm -hmm. this is just one area of it. Whereas all the other magic users that we've kind of seen have that big trump card obviously there and then whatever their basic training magic is that they decide to use or not use in any given situation but it's really right. just the main magic that we see yes and that yes. primary application of it right but this is like some other shit and it makes sense with the explanation that we get with with it being you know like margaret has literally in this form just become sound essentially that's mm -hmm. tight but like yes. it doesn't explain the form no <laughs> you no. know what i mean yeah, so yeah. it's like why did he get younger? Yeah, like, and, what is yeah. really going on here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is crazy shit. But, like, t this potentially opens up other characters to do the same thing, right? Like, say, like, the headmaster, who's, like, an, an old Dumbledore type. Can he get younger yep. and unlock, like, his quote-unquote true magic? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, cer certainly the lack of explanation of why Margaret is younger. Yes. Um, and why that involves unlocking the full potential of his magic right um his his full access to his true magic power right like yeah. not explained so that <laughs> definitely opens up a lot of doors for you know other characters to do similar things for sure right, right. but i love the fight the the fight is is fucking beautiful mm -hmm. and i love how um i love how Something I don't I don't know if we've ever touched on on this show, but I Mash's combat IQ on the fly mm -hmm. inside of fights is something that I feel like is executed beautifully because we don't get internal monologues from Mash really like in combat. Oh, yeah. It's very show, you know what I huh. mean. So like he'll just yeah. do the thing, and then you know. We're someone like, else will be like, Yo, else, what yeah, happened? Yeah, exactly. Someone else has to come in and explain what's going on. But then also at the same time, while it's happening on the page, it gives us a lot since there's no internal monologue telling us what MASH was thinking and how he did what he did. And until right. it is explained by Finn or some other spectator, we mm -hmm. kind of have to sit there and go like, okay, how did he do that then? You know what I mean? And for right. a couple minutes until we get that, that, that dialogue, we got to go like, okay, can I see what happened? You know what I mean? It's just fun. You know what I yep. mean? Like that's yep. super fun. And I'm seeing, I saw a complaint on the timeline that MASH never, never struggles. You know what I mean? And that is, people thought that this would be a good opportunity for MASH to actually get his ass whooped for real or, mm -hmm. or at least struggle more than we've ever seen him struggle before. And yes, it ends on a very triumphant cliffhanger. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? For MASH with this drastic ass clothesline. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I feel like we're 60 chapters in and you should just understand that that's not a detriment to the series. Ma right. MASH not struggling is okay because there's so much uncertainty inside of his fighting style. You don't yep. know how he's going to conclude these fights. You right. don't know right. how he's going to get out of the pinches that he finds himself in because he doesn't have a dedicated moveset inside of a kit like fucking yep. Hunter Hunter or something. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's He can literally just do any physical feat at any time and right. have the results dialed up to 999,999 because he's a physical behemoth and right. it's going to feel great. You know what I mean? That Even, uncertainty in knowing what he's going to do next is what makes it okay that he never struggles, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Even comparing him to Saitama, One yes, Punch Man, right? Yes. Uh, Saitama always wins with the by, fist. with punching someone into yes. oblivion, right? Yes. And yes, sometimes, oh wow, that punch didn't work, and I have right. to punch you harder, or again, whatever, right? or, or just again, or, or more, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But it's always the same. And yes, One Punch Man is 
more gaggy yeah. maybe than Mashal, but not much more. I mean, not Mashal is a is a funny, it's a comedy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, I totally agree with what you're saying. But that like one punch man, there's though, so many Nick, ways Mashal does what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, and in One Punch Man, um, like you have that um, aspect of the storytelling inside of Mash, or I mean, inside of Saitama winning everything with with a punch. You, mm -hmm. you supplement that with the beautiful side characters that yes, that, yes, that, yes. that One Punch Man has. You know what I mean? So it makes it okay because mm -hmm. Saitama's usually not there on time because he's trying to get to a sale or some right. other quirky <laughs> character flaw yeah. that's funny yeah. but also yep. works for the stakes because now other people besides Saitama have to get their ass kicked for X amount of time. You know what I mean? And right. then when he finally does pull up and do something, we've gotten a bunch of brilliant development and progression in the other side of the cast and it's okay. MASH isn't really there on the side cast yet. Right. You know what I mean? But it's still okay, like we were saying, because his moveset is so unpredictable, you don't yes. know how he's going to get out of the situations that he's in until he does. It is impossible to yep. predict what physical feat MASH will use at any time because it's way too broad of a of a of a of a of a, of a topic or wait. Yeah. 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 And if anything, it's it, I I would say Mash even rarely uses the same attack twice. Exactly. Yes, he like, like we, never we've, does. We've yeah. gotten obviously a lot of punches and a lot of um the primary lotus, you know, maybe that's happened like two or three times or whatever of you know doing like the grab and the spin into the yeah. ground body slam or whatever. Well, you got to establish staples. You yes. got to have something oh, to wait for. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like are we ever going to see him make his iron wand into a tennis racket? Mm -hmm. Probably not mm -hmm. ever, right? Mm -hmm. We'll probably never see it again. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what makes Mashal so funny yes. and badass at the same time that like you get to see him do these very unique, like when he did break dancing to make the vortex exactly. of air go into the blue. I will literally call Come anyone on. a liar to their face looking directly in their eyes if they say they predicted that. You right. know what I mean? It's right. like you just can't. Mm -hmm. You never know, like, because Komato is sitting here thinking, okay, this is just breakdancing, but what if it was, like, you know, super crazy, like, Yakuza video game or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure level exaggeration inside mm -hmm. of this, mm -hmm. what would the effect be? Oh, a right. tornado. Yeah I, yes. yeah, I can make that make sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's only yes. the author can think of that, you know, because it's his fucking story. We'll never be able to know what the the effects of a exaggerated physical feat will look like inside yep. of Mashal, and that's how he wins his fights and gets through you know his his obstacles so that alone makes me so confident for the future of the remember when we first started um reviewing Mashal, and mm -hmm. i was and we were talking about how you know how long can it can it can it um ride on this gag yes. you know what i mean we were like how long is this going to be cool you yeah. know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, wait, now we know that the formula is just infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. So we have nothing to fucking like this can be funny forever. You know yes. what I mean? So, yep. oh, yeah. But then Definitely inside that, that the, has been established for sure. Inside of the technical application of what MASH is doing in this fight, mm -hmm. of like his, 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 um, like the technical, um, diagrams and shit that we see, like yeah. where. <laughs> He made he made use of the properties of sound. Sound Yo. travels faster through liquids and gases. You know I love my diagrams, bro. Mm -hmm. Gas, mm -hmm. liquid, solid, the yeah. paneling with the face and showing the distances leading up to order or I mean uh this dude, the the sword cane's face. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah. all that shit, bro. Mm. And then the second diagram after the mash slapping the yes. wall panel yes. Yes. is just like, yes, this is what you have to add to mash's 
explanations. You know what yep. I mean? And that is the perfect way to cut into that gaggy atmosphere with hardcore technical diagrams and explanations for the physical things that are happening on the page. Yes. It's yes. like it's just the perfect balance of 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 just decision making, period. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. The composition of how the fucking drawing flows throughout the action and on top of the explanations being perfectly injected where they need to be. Man, who would have thought? that right. mash would be where it's at right now from chapter one two three four five you know what i mean right like, right this is ridiculous. just amazing <laughs> and then you know in terms of like the gaggy aspect right like yeah. i i totally agree with you i love the diagrams and whatever and, and mm-hmm. very technical nature of the battle but yes. i love that like one page after these diagrams on page <laughs> 17 then we go to not only did he um you know know the properties of sound and use it to his advantage he also uh used some tartar sauce tech you know what yes. i mean and, and must have reached into homie's pocket yes. pulled out that tartar sauce disgusting put the tartar <laughs> sauce on his hand so that when he tries to snap it's right. like Bleh. yes <laughs> it's funny and it makes sense strategically yes yes come on mm-hmm. komoto aka mashal come on funny son. but also makes sense strategically <laughs> yes that's the fucking flavor text <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I love it, but dude, I got chills when it was like I am sound because he's trying to explain it to him. Yep. You know what I mean? He's like, "Huh? He's gone over here, all the way up there." As I was trying to say, right now I'm sound. It's it, yeah. Obviously, it comes out of him trying to 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 talk to Mash about it, and Mash is thinking it's funny mm-hmm. that he looks like a baby and he's using the the pinky X. You know what I mean? So yeah. it interrupts yeah. his you know his kind of um his monologue there mm-hmm. but like it's just like so lit how you get so much of his action before you get the actual explanation of what it's doing yep. it just makes that moment i am sound itself slap so hard mm-hmm. to me. yep you're a muscle type like me hell no i'm literally yeah. creating sound and then traveling on the waves that i just created yep yeah like it's not it's not muscles fam it's just speed it's yeah 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 it's amazing um some great uh i love the comedy on page eight nine where like uh margaret you know zooms up right the first thing he does right zooms right up to mash and blows in his ear you know and like gets him to be like you know like you know fall the ground and lemon's like no (laughs) so good oh my god guess mash's ears are his weak point (laughs) Yo, what if that is like a real thing though? Like, what if that is like where you that attack would be, Mash? That would be hilarious. I I think weak point in this sense because of the lemon yeah, panel. Absolutely. Weak point is meant to be like a, like a sexual weak point, oh, right? For like sure. he's like feeling something, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like but at the same be, time that'd be, though, that'd like be straight Mashal. That that'd be perfect Mashal, you know, uh, humor to like yeah. actually make it a serious aspect of of the battle system you know what I mean? think about it like a lot of it like isn't um a lot of your balance have to do with your ears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i mean like mash is a very kinetic physical fighter his balance has a lot to do with why he can do what he can do damn you know what i mean yeah. so if, if you, yeah you target his equilibrium in that way that could be a legitimate detriment to his fighting yes. style 100 100 percent. fuck yeah I think the only other thing uh, that we've not talked about in this in this chapter is at the very beginning mm-hmm. um, at the Bureau yes. of Magic, and mm-hmm. and we've got um, the Sand uh, Cane um, just in his office doing whatever 
divine visionary stuff yeah. and you got this homie coming in oh big trouble innocent zeros here on the move again and now it's like oh yeah like one of the one of the higher ups or whatever yeah i mean go have someone take care of it and it's like no it's innocent, innocent zero, zero himself, or themself, himself you know? yeah. and like i love his response <laughs> like well that's not good <laughs> yeah i love those butler types that yeah. like you know always have to respond I don't know, fucking butlery. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? No matter what the situation is, it's always like an Alfred ass response, like, oh dear. Or like a Jarvis. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And the art, dude. I just want to talk about the art again. Cause mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I don't think we've like actually like focused, honed in on the art of Mashal right. this chapter, but like mm -hmm. inside of the choreography, inside of the fight and whatnot, the after images and the movement. And obviously, this is things that we never have to complain about inside of Mashal. But this right. last double spread, I don't know how often it is. Maybe it's every time Mash gets a cliffhanger double spread where he does some drastic physical attack to someone. But I can't remember the last time that he just had solid, white, angry, pissed eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and now that I think about it, I feel like... It I feel happens like we occasionally. Do get it like every time we get a drastic double spread like this. But I just mm -hmm. remember turning this page and being like, oh! Yeah, yeah. No, when, when he is serious. drawn that way, yeah. when he is drawn that way, it always, every single time, looks so badass. Yeah, like, absolutely. Ooh. But I think, dude, this this Margaret form, though, is really tripping me up because it's like, it, it plays, I, I think, again, into, like, that androgynous aspect yeah. of, like, mm -hmm. characters like Hisoka and obviously yeah. what, you know, Margaret is going for, that you have your more masculine, swoller body, buzzed haircut. Mm -hmm. Right. Slimmer, you know, a little bit less masculine form, long hair, clearly mm -hmm. looks a lot more like a woman. You know yeah. what I mean? And I right. just appreciate the shit out of that. Because yeah. I love characters like that because they're always so fun. You yes. know what I mean? And it's just cool to get like that kind of atmosphere in, uh, you know, in, in an area of fiction that is known for not really catering to it all that much. Yes, you know I mean? yes. Shonen being very masculine, yeah. generally. Yeah. Um, and it's it's good to, you know, spice that up a bit with some femininity. But yeah. I, for, for Margaret in particular, I feel like Margaret already looked pretty androgynous, right? Yeah. Obviously, Margaret was very swole yes. and big, yes. right? But the buzzed hair and the lipstick and, and his general um, demeanor, yeah. very androgynous, you right. know what I mean? And this is just going even deeper. It's like, it's like oh, damn, I didn't yes. know you could get hotter. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. then. Dude, I just, I just like, Margareta is my favorite character in Mashal. And I, I hope mean, that... besides Mash, I, I would totally agree with you. Yeah, totally and, with and, you. and it's kind of one of those series but, where you have to say besides right. Mash. Besides, you know yeah, I mean? exa exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. like, Margareta is, like, a situation that I didn't think that we were going to see in Mashal, at least not this early, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, mm -hmm. it always seemed like given the very one punch man kind of satirical nature of the monster of the week, I show up, I'm strong, I talk my shit, I beat up some lower level dudes and then Mash comes and knocks me out yeah. all in the same kind of stretch of storytelling. I thought mm -hmm. that that was going to be that for a lot longer. I'm surprised at how much deeper it got as quickly as it got there. But yes. also like Margaret as a character, I thought was something that, an author in a series like this would want to save for like much later because sure. it's like finally breaking away from that, you know, one punch man kind of mold. Mm -hmm. And you want, you know, it to be a big deal like this at that point. But Mashal's never actually had that problem. It's been right. deep from the beginning. And it's just, I feel like it's just hard to notice because you don't know exactly what it's trying to do. And you think mm -hmm. you know what it's trying to do. You know what I mean? So, yep, yep. I'm just, 
I'm just so here. I, I might make a fucking Margaret layout eventually, depending on Ooh. how the rest of this fucking fight goes. I might be I might be Margaret on Twitter for a little bit. But you're in it for the rush. <laughs> yeah. In but it I, for that tartar sauce. And the tartar dude. I and I do fuck with tartar sauce heavy as hell. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I love and and I be extra dunking my, my fish and chips in that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> I I resonate with Buddy a little bit. Um, yes, in that definitely. Regard. But yeah, man, I don't know. I'm good on Mashal, though, dude. This was an incredible chapter. Did you have anything else? No, that's all I had as well. Great, great chapter. Yeah, good shit, man. All right, getting into Black Clover, chapter 291, a duel with a distant inferior. Yeah. Oh. A little, little foreshadowing to the uh, to the latter half of this chapter. Absolutely. Kind of disappointed that the demon died from that um, redirection of the ball slap at the end of the, the last chapter, but... I mean, it's just the. But it was also slashes, right? It was also sword slashes too. I think. Oh, oh, was it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the ball, and then Asta like slashed. Through oh, the right, ball. right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I thought it was. And then at the very yeah. end, even did like one slash up and down, one slash left to so right, left to right. Really, yeah, really, yeah. really obliterated him for okay, sure. Thank you, thank um, you. Because I thought it was literally I, just the the ball coming back at them, and I was like, really. But thank you. No, thank no, you no. Yeah. 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 If 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 the demon given given that if the devil yeah. did not die, I would have yeah. been like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> really? Really? No, no. So, OK, I'll Tabata. OK. You, oh, you sure. Definitely, yeah. I definitely guess, killed that guy. I guess we didn't need the, the fight to go on like any longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't here last week and I like only read yep. um, Black Clover like once in scan form. Right. So, oh, sure. Yeah, sure. So I didn't like really have to like sit and like think about it for too much time. So I, I mm -hmm. thought about that. But thank you for reminding me on that. But I love yeah, this. Yeah. I loved this chapter. It obviously, especially for the very, you know, for the end with the um, with the Magnus stuff. I yeah, thought that was fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And inside of like. Do you just want to talk about like the spell? <laughs> yeah, we, should we just jump jump yeah, right ahead. Yeah, I, I really just want to talk about the spell because like this is something that I feel like I've been waiting for for a long time inside of Black Clover is a mm. spell that felt like more than just you know well wishing and finger crossing. <laughs> sure, you know what I mean. Like that, like the the depth that we have on this on this and i know that there have been other you know techniques inside of um right of 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 black clover that have had you know a good amount of exposition tied to them but this mm -hmm. i think kind of like you were saying um in in our group chat a little bit or it it feels a little bit like a nen technique it's you know this what I is mean? literally this would definitely be a nen technique yeah. easily a nen it's technique tight. it's so tight yes yes mm -hmm. I, I i do think it is really tight and but the I, art the art of it and and magna's you know personality and the in the execution yes is on it's very very good it's so yeah. solid it, it's very hype yeah um i i definitely it the the fact that it is it does feel so much like a nen ability is to very me, worrying because you don't know if tobits is going to deliver the pro the appropriate exposition for it right right yeah. and like or even even without the exposition even the ability itself it's so different than everything else than every other ability you know what i mean right. um right. the the only other things i can think of that are even similar to this are like um the scales guy yeah okay the scales guy scales that's guy definitely some very similar, similar magic yep. the fact that some characters can like use their ability to make a three-dimensional map of the area mm -hmm. like that's definitely um 
most of the abilities, as you were kind of hinting at, right, are yeah. I'm going to make a big ball of element and I'm going to yeah. throw it at you. Yeah. Or I'm going to make a sword out of the element and I'm yeah. going to hit you with it. Yeah. Or I'm going to surround myself with the element and yeah. be impervious or beat you to death or whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. very much physical abilities. I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to direct it at you yeah. and hit you with it and it hurts or whatever, right? right. But this is like a technical ability with yes. rules and, yes. and, and, and power levels and, and conditions yes. and stuff. So. Yeah. And it and it feels and it feels awesome. And and one thing that I've always appreciated about Magnus' character because I feel like the fire characters are are we're kind of like inundated with those. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. always a fire character, and they right. all kind of exist inside of the same realm of um, capabilities. When it comes mm -hmm. to fire, it's very easy to do fire. But right. when you take a fire character and you give fire abilities to a character that has like a delinquent persona mm -hmm. in a series where your abilities manifest based on your personality. Now you have amazing applications of this trite ability or this trite, um, you know, magical affinity that we see all the time. Sure, and you sure. see it in the form of baseball bats, pow. You yeah, see it in the yeah, form yeah. of brass knuckles, Poof. Yeah. You see it like in the form of fastballs and shit, like it just feels so good on like a, a Yusuke or like a, sure. you know, or, you know, a delinquent Kubara, character, yeah, you, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like Magna, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I love Tabata for how he's able to bring Magna back after so long, because we were thinking about it. Like, what is Magna even going to do when he comes back? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this motherfucker was, has been very underwhelming the entire series. And now Tabata's going to bring him back and what, just make him super OP for free or make him <laughs> underwhelming again. We had all kinds of fucking, you know, yeah. thoughts about how this was going to go. And I feel like mm -hmm. we, we, we make the complaint on, on this show a lot when we're, when we're talking about black Clover, about how, we come up with all of these really cool ideas on where the story could go <laughs> and all of these different possibilities and what would be raw and what would be just so tight to see just for the actual, you know, reveal or the actual culmination of that plot point to be something really standard or something underwhelming. But right. this is a very, very, very strong example of a time where we thought nothing tight could come from this or 100%. if it was tight, it would feel unearned and superfluous. Right. Right now, it just feels amazing, and he shat on all of our. You know what I mean? Like, you know how we talk about it with One oh, yeah. Piece. It's like no matter what you think you can predict about One Piece, Oda will do something better. You could say right. that about like a lot of mangaka. I feel like, but Tabata right. just isn't someone that I personally can put up there with right. mangaka like right. that. But this moment right here really yes. humbled me. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yep. This Definitely, is what I... I've been waiting for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I assumed that it would be, as you said, like he was going to get some big fireball attack and, and either he'd be super weak and it'd be like, haha, yeah, I guess Magna's just the weak guy. Or it'd be like, damn, like, okay, that fireball did a lot more damage than everyone else's fireballs for some reason just because <laughs> yeah. he willed it to be so or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, and, and this is a case where um, very much Tabata exceeded my ex expectations, like, hundreds of times, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, this is so sick of an ability. And now, like, Talk, talk, talk more about the ability, right? Let's go to page 1415. Mm -hmm. Look at the chain hitting um, Dante, right? That's right. runes. Runes is rules. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, right. like it even it even has the potential to make sense. You know what I mean? Like, I think they said Magna the couldn't rules, use arrays, though. Or but you, he's, he's been learning them. You know what I mean? Like, he, they must have, on this, like, three days or whatever, he's been really training super hard to, um, to learn them. 
obviously it's possible for people to learn them right so like yeah, and, and, sure. he, and he was tur- he was turned away by what's his name naga or whatever he was turned away and like said like yeah, yeah you're not you're, you're just not good enough like yeah too bad that's but why i think this is a team stepped attack. up that's why i legitimately think this is a this is a team attack and we were talking about it the right. most i've ever discussed black clover in mm-hmm. our discord ever has was, been to yeah was, yesterday was for, today, was, yeah, 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 yeah was for this chapter you know yeah. what i mean and and we had a really good conversation in there and i think mm-hmm. i think the consensus was that this is a team attack between um you know magna and zora because as obviously these chains are on fire and everything mm-hmm. is on fire so you want to attribute it all to um to magna to magna right this just like this ability just like doesn't make sense right now for what we know he's capable of even if you add like what we know about runes i feel like because runes kind of just amplify your shit in like different ways it doesn't i don't remember any time that arrays or runes placed different kinds of conditions on existing abilities or added like, like a bunch of layers of depth like this to this degree you yeah, this I mean? to this degree, I feel like it, this is special in some way. But like generally runes, they just give your magic rules, right? Like be in this shape, do yeah. this thing, like right. go to this place. Yeah. Um, Which essentially can be considered is... amplifiers kind of because, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I guess they are just rules, just flat out rules. Yeah. Go in a yeah. certain direction, take a certain mm-hmm. shape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's still not like conditional leverage in, in this yeah. regard. You know what I mean? Right. And, and this is tight and and it feels like it could have a hint of trap magic applied to it because obviously this is very flamey you can assume mm-hmm. these chains are hot obviously his brass knuckles are hot obviously right. it's linked to the heart which is i don't know you can make a lot of things that attribute it, that 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 link back right. to fire in some kind of way i don't know hearts yep. or courage courage is fiery whatever the fuck right you or spirit say. spirit in in ancient greek maybe was thought of as a fiery type yeah, thing yeah, right yeah. like you, i don't know like yeah you, and, and actually i think kiko was saying in our in our group chat that this is kind of like um a, a greek or olympic olympian lore reference to zeus in some right something of, about prometheus or some something kind of, yeah prometheus situation where he like their their hearts were linked and they had to to duke it out, you know, like knife, knife edge, you know, deathmatch type shit inside of Yu Yu Hakusho and and the Dark Tournament or whatever he was talking mm-hmm. about. But still, <laughs> at the end of the day, this feels like a trap. The chain, the chain aspect, the chain um, aspect. I, I feel like definitely feels like a trap. You know. Now, I, mean? I will, I will say, I, I do think there is one argument I would give in this chapter why it isn't a team attack, and that would be on page eleven, where this is during the flashback where they're trying to where Magnus trying to learn this, right? Mm-hmm. And and Zora says in this middle panel, that spell is not complete yet, right? Yeah. That I think would be a word I would use to be like yours, right? Like the yeah. thing the thing you are trying to do, that isn't complete yet. And if it was a team attack, it would be like it isn't the spell isn't complete yet or it yeah. isn't complete yet of course that that's a translation thing right sure. and but he even, could be talking about a, a totally different spell he could be talking, he could about, be talking this spell. about a totally different spell but also that spell could still be talking about that spell that we have yes yeah, yes 100 100 100 and 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 at the and at the end of the day i actually made an argument in the um discord about how weird it felt that magna said i'm gonna beat your ass myself Mm, mm-hmm. and then go directly into a team attack with zora felt very right. weird to me and then we had the conversation and yusuke and magnus and a couple other people i can't remember exactly who was involved i think yato was there too sure we're talking i think it actually was specifically yato who said yes i understand what you mean it's definitely feels very soft of magna to make such a confident 
you know, exclamation just to need help, like, directly afterwards. But he, he said something so cool about how shysty Zora is and how, oh, like, yes, you yes. know, fucking... Um, you know, Magna is this delinquent character and they could be totally just fronting to kind of distract Dante and lead exactly. him into a false sense of security and make you yeah, think yeah, yeah. that just Magna is coming at you with this low mana pool. And, right. But really, it's been a team attack brewing in the background and Zora hasn't really said shit, hasn't confirmed or denied anything. Yep. And yep. he's, you know, cooking up his half of this trap spell or something like that. You because know I mean? definitely, 100%, as Dante said, and, and as Zora and Magna, I think, would agree, right? Like. Yeah. The, the the game is skewed, it's unfair, skewed towards Dante, right? Dante has this 100% devil contract, one of the strongest devils. He's clearly very, very, very strong, way out of their league. Right. They do need to result to treachery. Exactly. Right? Resort, resort to treachery. Yes. So I think it makes total sense for part of the treachery to be, I'm going to say... I am attacking you by myself. Don't worry about that guy behind me. I mean, I don't, right. I, I, I don't know why he's here. Why right. is he even here? I mean, right. he can leave if he wants to, but right. I'm attacking you. Don't worry about him. Yeah. This is just a fire attack from me to you. Yeah. And nothing trap about this. It's and, not a yeah. trap. And then Dante's sitting there going, all right, well, let's see what you got because your mana pool tells me that you're weak as shit. Right. Oh, random ass fireball to the chest. I ate that shit. Body magic. Now what, bro? Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. It was actually a team attack the entire time. I think that, that would be super cool. I think that Yato very cool. killed the game on that on mm -hmm. that idea. And I would very much so like to see that. You know what I mean? And For another sure. question that I have. Now, I'm not a math guy, but I brought this mm -hmm. up. And, and maybe you're better with numbers than me. Or maybe I just am way off. But <laughs> Dante's 100% is Dante's. Mm -hmm right yeah now depending on the gap in dante and um magna's strength he could have even less than 50 percent power because if they're if you're taking his entire mana pool combining it with magna's entire mana pool and then splitting it evenly amongst the two couldn't that possibly mean that he's even he's at less than even 50 percent of his original power Mm, no okay because no. like it'd be like 50 50 for dante mm -hmm. 50 for magna and then magna he take his magic 50 yeah. for him 50 for dante yeah so dante definitely has at least 50 oh, and then sure. half of magnas oh yeah okay <laughs> all right well anyway i don't even know why that was Numbers. like this something project, that i like this ain't project math <laughs> yeah i don't even know like why like that thought came up but like for some reason because... i just thought about the difference in their strength and thought maybe this motherfucker is way weaker than we think he is right now magna no um dante oh, oh, oh. yeah because well, but but the reason you think that is because magna is way maybe way weaker yes. than we even believe him to be right sure so sure. then you think like okay he's so weak that it'll make dante it's taking away even from weaker his total yeah, yeah, yeah. right right or no whatever. but no just 50 50 basically for both of them yeah, yeah. that's cool that's fine mm -hmm. that's fine but man i really hope i really hope that tabata goes back into this technique and gives us just more than this you know what I mean? Right. And I'm sure that I'm sure, you know, I want to say that he will history history, you know, kind of like says that this is probably going to be the best that we get on it. Mm -hmm. But but I have like really high hopes for the first time. And really, like, like seeing this technique makes me go like where have techniques like this been the entire time? Like this is right. like when, when Black Clover started and I saw, you know, how creative Tabata was with magic. Mm -hmm. And considering the history of magic stories and just assuming Tabata wanted to take what's already kind of been done and spin it in a way that we've like kind of never seen before. I had all kinds of expectations. I thought mm -hmm. that we would be seeing 
literal Nen magic inside of Black Clover when it was really early. You know what I right. mean? And I thought we would be seeing techniques like this secret flame magic soul death chain inside of the mm -hmm. explanation that we get. I thought we were going to be, I thought that that was going to be Tabich's thing on how he really, really established himself as a premier magic story. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. And it's kind of, it, it was kind of disappointing to end, you know, to find out that it ended up just being like giant clashes of, 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 of mana pools eventually. Right. But right. like seeing it come back to this, and knowing that we've had like arrays kind of like cooking up in the background throughout this entire arc, it does feel late to me. But if the if the story is going to continue and Tapita has like this grandiose plan for an arc that's going to somehow top this in scale afterwards, I would love to see more abilities manifest in this way with right. you know conditional leverage and rules and all of this depth. Now that right. the arrays have officially and the and the runes have kind of been officially established from this arc. Now we right. can move into like way more technical applications of this magic for the last however long of the story. And I feel like I would just love the shit out of that inside of Black yes. Clover. You know what I mean? I, I, would, I would definitely, I would definitely love it. Um, it's not going to hold I, my I breath do... for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I get a whole breath. But um, I, what I do want from this ability is a downside. Yes. Because currently, this is a very, very, very overpowered ability. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, to to be specific, I guess, or like to be fair, Magna and Dante are equal right now, right? So in that sense, you could say that it's like, it's fair as it is, because yeah. like Magna still has to win. He yes. still has to fight um, with his current power level and Dante has just the same power level and he has different moves and different abilities that he could use to fight back. It isn't like this is a, a straight win, but the fact that someone as weak as magna can um square up against a supreme devil contract user yeah that seems very overpowered and i would like to believe that there's some detriment here you know what i mean right. like the fact that their hearts are linked um maybe magna takes damage from his attacks to dante or something right, right. or he takes more damage than normal or i i don't know like some I, kind I just of hope cool something. caveat like that yeah would be, would yeah be, yeah would be really would be really major for this and i was talking mm -hmm. about it even in the um i was talking even about this point in the in the discord with everybody oh sure about how what i was basically saying is that this feels like um a like game winning advantage you know what yes I mean? oh and, yeah and obviously we we see magna you know in a very advantageous position at the end of this chapter even if tabata decides to shift the tide back in dante's favor one more time it's like i still think that he's going to be defeated and when he is it's going to tie back to this technique whether sure. it's I don't know exactly how it's going to end. I don't think it's going to be a big Magna attack to destroy Dante. I don't know. I think that it's going to be a little bit more teamwork involved there. Maybe Jack mm -hmm. gets involved again. Who knows? But I right. think that when it comes down to it, even if Dante gets one more big power boost and looks like he's going to win again one more time, eventually mm -hmm. he'll be taken down and it will be because of this technique. And I think right. that that is really all the, the caveat that needs to be there. Even if he doesn't have, you know, a huge detriment additionally for like just mm -hmm. attached to this right now i think that it could come from the fact that he's still not capable on his own to defeat dante even though the playing field is kind of even here because right. dante can he has hands like we saw him oh yeah oh yeah we saw oh, yeah. him beat the shit out of asta with just fists you yep. know what i mean and, so, and two types of magic he has body magic and yeah. gravity magic so right. like um 
that's that's definitely going to be in his favor. Yeah, because um, so you don't want to say that Magna just wins here because he's a better hand-to-hand fighter because he's delinquent right. and Dante relies on his magic too much or something like that. You can't say that. Right. Dante swings right. on you too, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Man, I mean, I, I, I guess I don't want it to be so serious, but I would even be okay with the, the caveat that... um. If Dante dies here, Magna dies. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like tie their lives together. It's it's a chain from the heart to the heart. Heart's yeah. very important for your yeah, body to work, right? Is. Because another thing about how OP this ability is, right? Yeah. Jack has been holding his own in this battle against 100% Dante, uh, able to cut through gravity, able to cut him but not damage him fully because he can regenerate because of his body magic. Um. At 50%, Jack should be able to just come in here and, and finish him off. Oh, sure. Yeah, but Jack is like... But that's... But yeah, yeah he's he's very fucked up. He's, yeah. he's very much um, injured, so maybe now it's too late. But um, I, I need some reason, like, why can't someone now just step in and just, just take and out just, Dante? Yeah, easily. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even I Jack. Feel... Even Jack, just using an attack that he's been using this whole time, even if he's injured. Like, yeah, he's still you know, got at least Ultra, one more you know in him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but if it was their lives are actually tied together you know what i mean in some way that'd be pretty major for for the um for the condition on the ability that would be honestly and i and really if it comes when it comes to caveats i really want that to be the one because then that forces you know tabata to kind of bring this conclusion to the end in a mm-hmm. way that we kind of haven't seen before and i don't know yes. if that ends up being talk no jutsu or if mm-hmm. that ends up I don't know like this is his, like if, if that is the situation then that would be his time to shine to show us how conflicts can be resolved in black clover without surpass your limits love by mana shit happening right you know what right. i mean and i would love to see that i mean we have mm-hmm. an amazing setup for it inside of this new ability that feels deeper than a lot of other ones in the story so mm-hmm. this is this is your foundation bro let's see what let's see what you do and i'm not saying that this is exactly what tabata needs that you know to do this is obviously speculation on our part you know what I right. mean? at this point still but oh yeah just, just just based on this conversation if it does go that route i'm very excited to see how tabata handles it for sure i'm for excited sure. to see how he handles it in general you know what i mean oh, like, yeah. i'm not oh, too yeah. um optimistic you know what i mean but this mm-hmm. is one this might be the best i've ever felt in black clover sure or the best i've ever felt about black clover you know what i mean sure 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 fuck yeah um we definitely got to go back though to yeah. um before this ability was introduced yes. um got some good good stuff between noct and asta that we should talk about mm. first off go to page two top panel of page two look at the smile on oh, this yeah. boy mm. look at that smile come on you can't you can't not mention that he look he's so happy yes he's, he is <laughs> oh he's cute not cute uh liba on the shoulder oh yes he is a cute little that's, liba that's oh. a great panel um, but we mostly the, the the main thing to um, talk about here is that we get that number that we've been, we've been waiting for. Yes. Um, Asked has been using this amazing devil contract form, devil union form. And what's the what's the rules on it? OK, now he's in excruciating full body pain and will not be able to use any devil type stuff for 30 minutes. Yes. Or which black is mode either. I love very that. bad yeah, for the whole team. Yeah. Ooh. And I, and I love Nox, like, um, kind of thinking here. The Dark Triad currently has power on the level of the highest devil class. I doubt the others will manage to last 30 minutes. So yep. now we see another intense tide shift coming because Asta is out of devil union. They're pulling mm-hmm. out all the stops to just deal with Dante. Sure, this hybrid devil is, like, dead. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like that was all of the punitive, the punitive forces, like, first push only got right. them that far that's right a good a good amount of stakes here now you know what i mean yep. so 
all we need is i really need morris to be the compelling ass villain of this arc bro he's being I set totally up agree. so well in the background you're getting subtle yep. mentions of him here and there doing dastardly shit building him up he's not just a face with i want to destroy the world coming out of his mouth you know what i mean like there's right. a lot of potential for depth there and if we're going to be building up a final boss i would expect it to be whatever crazy end game devil that they're going to probably have at the end of this arc yeah but before then i want there to be that morris element you know what i mean that yes. they have to get through with psychological you know um um strategy with literally anything else than just swing my sword through you you know what i yep. mean and and yep. just i'm mad and i hate everyone like i need the depth to come some from someone in this arc yes you know yes what I mean? so it's clearly not coming from dante um yeah, yeah. i mean uh Zen xenon, xenon is still there it's still, still got, possible still got for xenon. sure and i'm and i got my fingers crossed for him too there's a lot of potential on the board here yeah so so i'm 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 a lot more optimistic than i probably ever have been in this arc. right you know what i mean but like it's a when lot you, uh, of, it's a lot of tight shit that could happen here yeah yes when when you talk about um morris as as being potentially the the final boss of this arc mm -hmm. um i i think actually no no yeah. i i i totally I, I totally agree with you especially because of the narrative that is being uh portrayed by noct on page three right where as you're saying right like he's saying dark triad has the highest power level or whatever people ain't gonna last 30 minutes and then he keeps going and says like well morris yeah i mean morris is opening the gates of the underworld faster or whatever like yeah. he's a problem but the first thing we need to do before the gate opens before the next gate opens is defeat the dark triad and to me i'm like damn like really like is that is that really the play i feel like <laughs> morris is the play like go yeah. kill morris to make the gates not open because at least you can contain the damage sure um but um i think there's a couple reasons why you would go for the dark triad one maybe the like protagonists um, are getting stepped on right now exactly you got to save your friends yeah. we're, we're trying to have no one on the, on the good guys die ideally mm -hmm. so you do need to you need to save jack um and other people you know who's, who are fighting mm -hmm. um but also like you could maybe argue that if they did go straight to morris the dark triad would just leave their fights because they're winning oh sure and then go stop you yeah you know and and then it, you'd be all for not right so you right. Have to stop them first yes especially since the next gate isn't open yet you do have time until the next gate opens True. so in that time let's fight the dark triad but the fact that we are setting up that we are going to go after the, the dark triad first means to me that morris will be the main bad guy right you save the main bad guy for last right so like yeah. i actually really like what you're saying and i totally agree i really want morris to be the main bad guy because as you the said final boss devil is didn't they say it was like um, lucifero or something but he's already contracted with dante right i'm thinking of a situation where morris at the very end is like <laughs> and then like just morphs with the final boss you know devil Right. And then it's Morris and the you know the final devil together in some kind of way. I'm thinking of a situation like that. I don't know if that'll actually happen. Sure. I'm just throwing possibilities out there. I literally just I had this thought right now on the fly as you were saying, like, because we're talking about what Morris's devil would mm -hmm, be, right? Mm -hmm. Um remember like a few chapters ago, someone, I forget who it was, maybe it was um knocked. I think it was knocked. Um it was in Knox flashback, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about the three main devils like the top three devils are gravity space and time and we were commenting like um 
Oh, it's weird that Megacula isn't one of those, right? Because Megacula is one of the Dark Triad. Oh, sure, and, yeah. And it's curse, curse magic. Yeah. So where's that time devil? Yeah. Morris is currently increasing the speed, or you could say the rate or the time of the portal opening. So what if Morris has the time devil? Oh, and that'd be fucking shit. really, really, really strong. Super strong. Time is always the strongest ability. You know what I mean? So. Yo. Damn. If Morris has the time devil. If Morris has the time devil, that's I call that shit right here. That is awesome. I've, Boy. I, I, I'm not in Black Clover Twitter like that, and I'm not. Oh, me either. For sure not. Like that, yeah. So someone may have already, and most likely have already, like thrown that out there. But oh, I'm sure they have. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But like that's that's really cool for right now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, dude, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I'm lo I'm loving that, bro. Right. Anyway, I think that is all I had for Black Clover this yeah, I'm week. I'm going back through it to see, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was another really cool part of the conversation where I was complaining about how soft Magna feels, saying, like, I'm going to beat your ass myself and then going into a team attack with, with Zora. And then someone said that actually, like, kind of, like, makes him a little bit cooler. And it's like, yeah, actually, it kind of does when you are really confident but still aware of your circumstances to where mm -hmm. you can talk shit in the face of adversity, but you're still, like, sweating because you know that you're probably not actually supposed to be there you know what i mean yes, you can see yes. that a lot in the in the art which i think yeah is really good for magnus character so shout out to i think yusuke in our discord for that word word oh yeah Mag magna is definitely a g here he is definitely uh stepping up way beyond what anyone would ever ask of him to do yeah everyone assumed he was just gonna see you later magna you're weak as hell yeah and and if if he did no one would be like no one would yell at him because yeah. he is weak but yeah. like he is he's really trying to uh to step up here yeah, he's fucking killing it dude he is killing it dude yeah but that's all i had for black clover hell yeah all right getting into my hero academia chapter 310 masters and pupil this cover dude this cover Yo, <laughs> don't even really gotta say anything. It goes without saying. This is yeah, yeah. This is top five. Covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. it looks just great. Yes, this is like the perfect cover for post coma Deku. Yes, coming out of yes. that situation. And man, dude, I am loving this arc with mm -hmm. fucking rogue Deku, bro. Me too. I love it. And, and I think I think um this chapter, what this chapter is doing is what we've kind of been waiting for inside of my yeah. hero academia inside of this chapter mm -hmm. because it showcases what happens when people assume power and decide the fates of those they consider threats you know what i mean yep. so it's it's there's pretty, definitely yeah it, well, i was just gonna say it's deep as fuck because like the first situation that's shown is one where people are targeting a minority or yep, or in, exactly in, in my hero academia a fucking mutant class you know yep. work user and yep. It's like, man, this is this is that spinner shit. This is that X-Men shit, you know, that we've yep. kind of been talking about. We've been talking about this for but, sure. But, and as hype as it is in the story of My Hero Academia, it's actually kind of um, sad how relatable it is to, yeah. our, to our lives over here, you know, in mm -hmm. the States and whatnot. And I don't know if there was any, um, you know, a, awareness from Kohei about, you know, kind of the situation in you know, America or anything like right. that or any other part of the world having any kind of influence in this or if this is purely just an X-Men related, you know, prejudice, mm -hmm. you know, right. against mutant, you know, or ugly, ugly quirk user, you know, kind yep. of thing. I yep. don't know. But this is massive, bro. Yep. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and yeah, we've been talking about the the 
potential for that racism, that mutant, anti-mutant, anti-monster type quirk. Prejudice, yeah. Prejudice or whatever. And 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 we're seeing it here for sure. Um, Deku just swinging right in here and, and you know, dissolving the situation. What, what is the word? Dissolving? Resolving? I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, diffusing, diffusing, diffusing the situation. He yes. does it just perfectly. Yes. Um, and what I, I love about this scene, it's, it's at the end, obviously, of his interaction with this. Uh, what what kind of quirk does she have? Is it a fox? Uh, is it a... I'm not sure. A, a dolphin? She has ears. I feel like it's fox, but, yeah. like, it's a very... I can't really tell what animal she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It matter. But page seven, right? He's, he's, you know, making her feel better. And then it's in the rain. And he uses float quirk to... Rise up, up with the umbrella. Yo, he's got some moves here. He's got the juice, fam. Like, it really feels like a fully realized Deku. Yes. And, like, this is, like, so big because of how long it took us to get here. You know, mm-hmm. and I've talked about the slow progression of Deku's strength eventually coming back to feel really good at yep. this point in time in the manga. Whereas in the beginning, it turned a lot of people off because they're expecting this, like, raw power fantasy and a superhero story but then you give the main character a quirk that he can't control for the first 150 chapters and mm-hmm. people are like where's the where's the power fantasy part at like this dude's getting his ass kicked every fight and breaking yep. his body i don't feel powerful reading right. my hero academia i feel like a brittle old man reading this shit you know what i mean so i feel like a lot of people had complaints about that same complaints that they have with like the breaker it's too slow in the beginning she oh. doesn't get tight fast enough you know what i mean sure. a lot of people dropped it you know in the first 10 chapters hmm. for shit like that you know what i mean and sure now that we have all of that to look back on when thinking mm-hmm. about deku right now it makes this version of him feel that much better because of how oh, meticulous yeah. you know and 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 tedious you know, Kohei was with his development and progression. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, another thing to note with this this dialogue as as Deku is leaving this um, you know, monster quirk mm-hmm. type lady or whatever, mm-hmm. she she um very much, you know, is the victim here and, and she's talking about how afraid she is and everything just turns so horrible so fast. And I, I actually really love Deku's dialogue here right after the umbrella panel where he says like I bet everyone else is just as scared. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, yes, those guys are shitbags, the, the, yeah. these civilians with the, with the support tools, but Japan is fucked right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone is, like, super stressed out. And yeah. even Deku says this when he first arrives. Like, he says, like, page five, I understand that it's a stormy night and everyone is on edge, but, you know, like, yeah. this woman's not a threat. Like, leave right. her alone. You know right. what I mean? Um, and definitely, I, I want to reiterate, these people are bad people. You know what I mean? These, yeah. these civilians. Yeah. But Deku is... You look different to be than the me. Bridge. You got to be a bad guy, and if right. I shoot you right now, it's gonna look like self-defense because you're ugly and I'm normal yep. looking. You know what yep. I mean? Type yep. shit. Yeah. Right. But Deku here, generally in in the yeah. story and especially in this arc, mm-hmm. he's trying to uh, fix society. Yes. You know what I mean? Society as a whole. He's not only trying to diffuse beat... situations. Yeah, and not only trying to beat all for one. Oh sure, um, he, sure. He's he's trying to save the world. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like like really fix things. And so you do need to. I think you do need to say that there, right? Where everyone else is just as scared as you are. Yes. Um. And we let's let's start from the that place. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. That common denominator that everyone right. is on edge. No one's decision making is where it should be. Everyone's, mm-hmm. you know perception on things is obviously impaired for a multitude of different reasons one it's fucking dark which is just scary for most people yes Two, yes. 
every villain just broke out of prison and they're attacking <laughs> people indiscriminately. So yes, yep. it kind of makes a little bit of sense that people who are on edge and haven't been educated properly in diversity right. clearly were trained or yeah. trained, you know what I mean? Would would literally see someone like this and assume it's a threat based on whatever yep. their circumstances that led in that point. They're still shitty for being you know, prejudice, but at the end of the day, it's like Deku finds that common denominator in everyone and yep. wants to bring out the best yep. of people, you know what I mean? Yep. And he's doing it while saving lives physically, which yep. is Kohei just going back to what it really means to be a hero. It's not being a physical obstacle for villains, it's societal reform, it's keeping yep. spirits high, morale, you know, evacuation, safety, all of these areas of heroism that have been talked about since the very first chapter in class, in those boring ass classroom chapters that everyone <laughs> says, blah, whatever about. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, that's what gave us the world building that allows us to appreciate the culmination of that in an arc like this, you know what yes. I mean? So, yes. Kohei's, Kohei's doing everything that he always knew he would set out to do, and and I'm, I'm keeping a stack. I can't remember the exact times, but I have doubted Kohei in this regard a couple mm -hmm. of times and what I, yeah. how I thought he would execute certain themes, and it's at a point now where it's like, you got benefit of the doubt from now on, buddy. Whenever things fly off the rails in My Hero Academia, I'm just going to assume Kohei's going to bring it right back. He's earned his stripes for me. You know what I mean? Yes, so yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving this direction inside of My yep. Hero Academia right now. One thing I want to say, someone made a funny-ass comment on Twitter about All Might in this chapter. About sure. how he goes from this Superman figure in, as the symbol of peace to retiring and essentially becoming Batman. <laughs> Yeah, with this yeah, Batmobile, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of like Deku's Alfred to a certain degree, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. So it's just cool how it's going through all of those Western avenues that you would expect in really creative ways. But one thing that it feels like to me is that I don't think that All Might is, I don't think that this, well, feels more like Batman Beyond to me because mm. Deku is kind of like the Terry McGinnis and, yeah. you know, All Might is like the old Bruce old Wayne Bruce who Wayne. trains, yeah. you know, yep. the, the, the young Batman, you know what I mean? Yep. So it feels a lot more like that to me, but I loved that, that, that comment on Twitter. I can't remember who said it, but that shit had yeah, yeah. me rolling, fam. <laughs> All <laughs> no, Might's I, like I, a I Jarvis or like an Alfred now. It's so ah! good. <laughs> I actually, I love that Batman Beyond, um, you know, parallel. Like yeah. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that um, yeah. dynamic or whatever for yes. sure. Yes, I love it. Tosses him a tonkatsu oh, and um, God, I need to make some soon. Now that's this chapter. Yeah. Yo, mm. um, but like I, I love that the um, the wrapping, the napkin wrapping, the tonkatsu is little bunnies on it. I have I have a little bunny, baby girl, uh, pet or whatever, pet rabbit or whatever. But you know, <laughs> generally, uh, Deku is kind of a, a rabbit. Yeah, character. You know yes. what I mean? Like he's got these ears, and obviously All Might's um, antenna. You know, is is also what that's based off of but yeah. i feel like he's very rabbit-esque you know yeah, what i mean yeah and it's just like cute shit that like you could just look at that as like oh that makes sense that's just cute but like i feel like it's another level of consideration of De yes of, of all might and deku's yes. relationship at the same time 100 percent. Yeah. yes yeah. well said that's 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 definitely what i was going for that, that that this is speaking to more than just it's cute and and a bunny but like yeah. there, there's a connection there that like why did all might pick that exactly napkin handkerchief or whatever to wrap it up off-screen sentimental shit that'll never yes. have like exposition but that you can just see right there yeah like, this man yep. this is this man's son bro Yes. You know I mean? Oh yes oh just, yes that's just so good to get oh, little, chills. chills little things like that you know what i mean yes Oh. Um, so as we go deeper into the chapter, mm -hmm. now we, um, we start 
going into this dialogue first with the sixth, I think, Black Whip guy, sixth, mm-hmm. and um, and then we go into the one for all, one for all space, mm-hmm. and this situation with the first two, the second, or I guess the second and the third, yeah, because um, the first is is the first guy, right, right like right. Yoichi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something we definitely suggested could happen. You know what I mean? We're like, why are they standing against the wall? Well, maybe they're standing against the wall because they disagree with this whole uh being good and save trying to save shigaraki it's like no like we were there at the worst time we were there in the was bad running times. the planet yeah. literally and like Unchecked. we we saw so many of our comrades died we killed so many people trying to stop him mm-hmm. like we are not about trying to save all for one you know right. what i mean and save shigaraki yeah. and i just love that that is um their motivation because it makes i think it makes total sense i also love that it was drama. resolved yes yeah. as the drama i also love that it was resolved in one chapter oh yeah like say say your piece say why you believe this now let yoichi the first the original um all for one what sorry nope one for all yeah um <laughs> you know user um the bro of all for one. Um, let him say his piece. Yeah. And then boom, resolve by the end of chapter. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And I love how emotional it is. And and it really, at the end, culminates in a moment that is, I don't want to say cliche, but we see it all the time. You reached out to me, I took your hand, and then it was cool after that. Like, we've yep. seen that so often, but how poetic the execution is on behalf of Kohei is what mm-hmm. puts that spice on it that separates it from other similar moments. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's, it feels so good and so natural that this ended with kind of a, a played out conclusion because mm-hmm. of Kohei's little twang that he puts on shit inside of his character interactions and inside of this very um, emotional foundation that he has for his characters. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. I, I definitely hope we get more, um, of the flashback to the the second and the third because like when he's saying um that he they on page 15 it is um they're in the all one for all space and he's saying like you were there with us you saw it all i sought to bring down your brother and extinguished so many lives in the process that's 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 a intense. heavy ass quote that's though. heavy that's very heavy that has I hope so get, much I, I hope we get more of the um what happened you know what i mean yeah. exactly i think I he was kind of hinting being like indoctr- oh, yeah, i could see it being like indoctrinated followers yep. that didn't really know what was going on but were in really low points that followed all for one yes. that weren't actually yep. like devious yep. dastardly you know incorrigible villains but that had to get smoked because they were on the wrong side when the heat you know came on yep. you know what i mean yep. like i could totally be see it being something like that and i feel like that would it would have to be something like that because like casualties of war like that is the only well at the same time these could just be the kind of heroes that hate when they have to kill anyone even if they're pieces of shit so right, it, it doesn't right. necessarily have to be that kind of situation but i think that that kind of adds to the moral blur you know in yes. the in the in the manga if it really was a circumstance like that where it was like hey i understand that you really probably shouldn't have been here you don't need to die but you're on the wrong side at the wrong time yep. you know what i mean like yep. i'm sorry you know I, I think that is what they're hinting at yeah yep i think it is what they're hinting at on page 14 where the third he says um it was an era when all for one's control spread unchecked oh, those sure. those who were under his control didn't even realize it. oh my now, god and then there's <laughs> now i completely forgot that line of dialogue yeah yeah, was yeah. Even now there. but but 
there's two, I think there's two options here, right? One mm-hmm. is um, kind of what you were saying, right? That like brainwashed, right? Or yeah. they, they just got caught up in the bandwagon, got caught up yes. in the fervor. And of course it was a shitty time for everyone, I'm sure, right. because yeah. of all for one, uh, but they wanted protection, right? Yeah. So they, they were kind of brainwashed into following him. And it's probably but easy because it... everyone is scared. That's the ease, that's the yes. time to, yes. to manipulate and take advantage of people is when they're scared of a certain threat and mm-hmm. you are that helping hand that promises comfort and protection. Right. But is it not also possible that Mr. Steals quirks all the time, all for one, maybe he had a brainwashing quirk, mm. like a like a make you do what I want. And, and they didn't even realize it. You wouldn't realize it. You're, yeah. a, you're a zombie under the control of all for one. Right. But these guys like they're good. The, the second and the third, they're good guys. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. you can't undo uh, that quirk unless you kill all for one. Right. And and these people are protecting all for one. I got to get to the boss. You know what I mean? Like so these it's were like, a couple of Yuji Itadori's oh, that had to fucking kill oh. humans that were being used by the enemy that weren't mm-hmm. actually shitty people. Right. And right. how did they deal with that? That, that element, very scary, that element in Shonen storytelling, I feel like is such a gold mine. If the execution is proper, because yes. you just don't dive into utilitarianism that often inside right. of, you know, Shonen, you know, storytelling where there is such most of the time, obvious white sides of morality yes. you know yes. at play you know what i mean mm-hmm. so kohei in the bag again oh my <laughs> god Bro. so let me ask you let me ask you your opinion of what do you think the second's ability is oh dude i don't know we can we can look at him mostly on pages 16 17 he's got like a a blaster on his arm mm-hmm. like kind of bakugo a little bit yeah but is he like a bishop, a cable type? Do you think? Like an I energy I was literally just go- when you stopped talking, I was literally just going to say maybe he's a bishop, and this fucking that blaster is just tech that amplifies the power redirection right. that he has. Right, right. You know, dude, if he's like a bishop, bro, that would complete me for reasons that are <laughs> obvious to some people. But like, oh for my sure. god. But getting a beam, Deku getting a beam. Well, attack? dude, it makes sense. Yo. It's like if you're going to make him Superman, you know, like Superman's oh, sure. a lot more than just flight. I mean, sure, you could say float. That's fair. And super strength is the suit. But Superman's got fucking but laser beams and shit, too. Laser you know eyes. I mean? Laser eyes. If you're needs not needs give, some sort of beam. Yeah, if you're not going to give Deku laser eyes, then, like, you can like you can supplement that in so many ways that still make sense to comics. You know what I mean? Like, look at Havoc. Yep. Havoc is basically... Um, Havoc is is Cyclops's brother, and he's basically oh, sure. got the same power, but he shoots it out of his arms and his body instead of his eyes. Oh, sure. You know what sure. I mean? So it could be I don't fucking know, man. Some kind of way to use the, the the laser beams in a way that makes sense for Deku, obviously channeled through Hero Tech, and also a way that calls back to Western comics, obviously inside of Cyclops and Superman and Havoc. I would love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. I need it. <laughs> I think I need I think that I to be. Too. I think I need that to be what's going on here because it's like now when you have a gun and you have a blaster, you're either going mm-hmm. to shoot bullets or arrows or most sure. likely a fucking beam. Given the barrel, yeah. you know yep. what I mean. The barrel and looks like a beam. It's beam gotta type. be a beam. Mm-hmm. It can't Yo. be anything else. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but I certainly agree <laughs> with the beam theory for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh black whip into spider sense into mm-hmm. float into ninja vanish Whew, smoke screen mm-hmm. yes mm. and these are all things that it's like 
Kohei found such a brilliant way to make this power make sense inside of Deku because mm-hmm. you already had the pair, like you already had the situation where all for one can take a whole bunch of quirks. So yeah. it, like, how do you beat a motherfucker like that? Unless you're also someone who has multiple quirks. Right. But right. we didn't really like think about that until black whip came out. And then we were like, what the fuck is this Deku with more abilities? This is OP. And it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. His final boss can do this. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, let's just yeah. chill. But then it still feels weird at the time because you're like, I don't want Deku to just have a whole bunch of quirks suddenly. But it wasn't. He fucking, right. and we've talked about it before on the show. Yep. He sucked yep. with everything for a yep. long, with all of these new abilities for a long time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And now that we got Shigaraki running rampant after his rebirth, you know, in the last arc, now it's it, it that automatically makes Deku with multiple quirks feel that much better on top of the slow progression to mastering them. Mm-hmm. And now that he's right here with all of these fucking he's basically a Swiss army knife of a character, it couldn't feel more perfect that he needs to be yes. exactly where he's at right now. You know what yep. I mean? And for Kohei to take such a jarring moment, like in joint training when he first uses Black Whip, and all of the crazy discussion and speculation and criticism that came from that, eventually turning into something that feels this smooth and buttery? Oh yeah. my god. Kohei, stop playing with this man. Please, yes. internet, yes. stop playing with this man. Like, you can come talk to me about it. Twitter, <laughs> comment section, we can do this. I'm ready to do it now. I have time, officially. <laughs> dms are open yes they are anyway um there's one thing i wanted to point out that was you know i think pretty obviously said in the chapter but it was only one dialogue bubble and i i really think it's cool so i wanted to mention it just in case people missed it um because i missed it on my on my first read through is that um go to page 16 17 that um you know and and the this on 17 yoichi the first um you know says it explicitly um but this room the the one for all room is the room he was locked in trapped yeah. in by one for all or all for one yeah. um and so on on 16 17 top of 16 you can see the door is closed uh the the white room they're in is is the one for all space and you have the second and the third next to the next to the door yes. and then of course the next panel is them busting in oh to rescue him and it's the same door. It's the exact same door, but now you're seeing them break into it, into the blackness, into the place where Yoichi is. And he says on 17, our battle never could have begun if you hadn't taken me from this room yes. on that day. So I yes. just wanted to point that out in case anyone missed it. That's the cool. room they're in is the room Yoichi was trapped in. Super sad. The only thing that's weird is that like there's a detail from door to door that just isn't there on both, and it's that fucking wheel. That's because he was locked in. The wheel's only on the outside. Yeah, but isn't that the outside of the door that they're standing no. against the wall of? No, no. They're, everyone is in the room. The all-for-one, the one-for-all space is in the locked room. Wait a minute. So the whole time... Oh, wait. No, because I could have sworn that they were all sitting in this room, and then off in the distance, you saw them facing this wall with this door on it. Yeah, yeah. So... They they are on the top of sixteen. Yeah, they're facing the wall. There's a door with yep. no handle. Yeah, and you're saying because that they, on the other side of that door is the rest. Is of a the, handle. Is the rest of the vestiges? No, no, no. Oh, is the handle? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. so the, 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 the white the white room everyone is in oh, is inside shit. of a locked safe or a locked vault. 
And that's the room that Yoichi was in, and the second and the third broke in, so that you uh, broke in, yet now you see the handle from the other side of the door. No, I'm so slow, I feel so ashamed right now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> yes, so just in case anyone missed that, like, yeah. I thought that was a very cool detail, so I yeah. just wanted to throw that out there. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Good shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think the only, the only other thing I had was at the end of the chapter, um, that uh, now... It, as I, as I said at the beginning, you know, like, we have this beautiful chapter of, like, the conflict and the drama of why the second and third would be opposed to yes. Deku, but they've, they've, they've resolved it, and now and everyone's now on board. And the whole fam damnly on his shoulders, cuz! Come on, man! And I love, I love, love, love the kind of meta-commentary, meta-storytelling, when, at least, I think, so in my opinion, right, where mm -hmm. now the second is saying, listen up, boy, things are bound to move more quickly from... I think that is Kohei telling us, strap in. Yeah. This series is going to start moving a lot faster from here on out. You know what I mean? And I hope so, because that'd be so tight. Yes, sir. We already have, like, the perfect amount of setup for Deku in this new, real, fully realized form. We got the setup of him doing all of the other areas of hero shit. We're probably going to still see all of those areas throughout whatever the rest of the shit he does is. Mm -hmm. but this is a good foundation of the new mindset that Deku has. We know what he's talking about now. So you can just throw him into whatever physical action situations you want. And the character work has already kind of been laid as a foundation for the future of this arc. If it is going to go into a, whole, a more high octane mode. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. Kohei's ground game is mm -hmm. disgusting before conflict starts so i'm ready son we got we got everything we needed coming out of paranormal liberation front war the todoroki family drama killed yep. that yeah beautiful the mm -hmm. fucking jailbreak shit Ooh, come on son this is perfection going into whatever the fuck the next leg of this adventure is bro yep i'm ready yep. so ready hell yeah was there anything else you had no that's all i had fuck yeah okay peace daily zistonso one Piece Wa, chapter 1011, The Code of Sweet Beans. How do we feel about this fucking color spread, bro? It is absolutely fantastic, <sighs> but my god, that close-up of Nami in, like, the background or whatever, my god. It's giving me my thoughts, okay? God, it's, yeah, some thoughts. It's giving yeah. me some thoughts, all right? But uh, I have to say that the, the whole spread... Yeah. Maybe is the most colorful one yet. I don't know. Like the it's colors are so so great. It's the whole the gradients. Yeah. The gradients of like blue to green or purple to blue or yes. orange to green. Oh, it just looks so front to back. Everything about it is so incredible. All oh, types man. of Roy G Biv going on. And I I love when the color spreads have a little quote. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're always for sure. so good. Like, uh, it's difficult to think anything but pleasant thoughts while eating. A soft serve. It's like, damn, okay. You're not to lying. Give me a soft serve. Exactly. You, you, you ain't lying. That's why, you know, everybody fucking eats a bucket of ice cream after a breakup <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Or just, you know, after a hard day of work or, or whatever, after you know. A hard day of work every day. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Dude, brilliant, brilliant color spread, bro. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. Just but love this it. chapter, so son. Oh, this man. chapter was big. All right. So it was a homie. <laughs> we did make a new homie. We got Harry yep. now. Yes. Start. Now, do you Wish think... it was Conqueror's hockey stuff, but this is fine. Yes. Um, do you think this is... Because we see Prometheus again on page 17, so I feel like Prometheus is still around. He's definitely on page... Or sorry, 16. Yeah. He's definitely on page 16. Um, 
but I guess I was kind of assuming that Hera was an upgraded Prometheus, right? Oh, like, sure. Because what was Prometheus asking for exactly, right? Like, I assumed he was saying, like, hey, mama, like, can you make me more powerful or whatever? Like, yeah. make me lightning and cool as hell, right? And like, okay, cool, I'll turn you into Hera, right? Yeah. But why is Prometheus still around? And then, I think so what he then, said was just, let's just make a new guy while Zeus is yeah, like, I, fucking around. Yeah. I, I, I think that has to be it almost, right? right. Like, hey, let's... Let's just say fuck Zeus, like get yeah. him out of here. Like, yeah. like let's just make a new homie, make Hera. Hera being Zeus's uh, sister and, and wife, but you know, right. like ancient Greek shit, it's mm -hmm. weird to sell. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> another one of the most powerful gods in the Olympian uh, pantheon or whatever. Yes. Um, so I just think it's so I love sick. It. And, I love it. And she's got like, it must be like some sort of like a Miss Pac-Man kind of set up, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> Oh, yes, mama. You know, she had like <laughs> yeah. lipstick or whatever. Like, yeah. damn. And I love how like it, it kind of like goes into, you know, how Zeus and, you know, Prometheus and her homies kind of act as not only her conscience at times, but also mm -hmm. just her intellect. It's like all of yes. the areas of her brain, you know, that are used for literally anything other than what Big Mom does. Big Mom is just an emotional ball of power. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't really think yeah. too much. She's very confident because she mm -hmm. has living versions of those areas of her brain kind of like working for yeah. her outside of herself you know what yep, i mean so yep. it makes sense that the cliffhanger leaves off with prometheus having an idea that you want to say mama should have just came to the conclusion of herself sure but, you know she needs oh. she needs those homies to think for her in those ways i think you know what i mean so damn like feel a little bit better you're definitely giving me a crazy thought that like yeah, yeah this is so interesting that like big mom can kind of trust her homies i mean the homies are her like her soul is in them like yeah. she she definitely can trust their advice a lot of the time because Absolutely. that's her almost talking to herself you know yeah, what i mean sure. like and they're used so cool. as like three stooges like slapstick yeah. comedy yeah, most yeah, yeah, of the yeah, time yeah. so yeah. you would never maybe you know think of, of that possibility normally right but, but like right. i think that that's a really cool i don't know if we'd gotten maybe we have in whole cake island kind of gotten maybe dialogue about something close to that but right. I, I can't remember it. It just feels really good right now. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I like that this uh, Fulgora attack um, was so powerful, it actually briefly knocked out Kid and, and undid the magnetism of the box uh, enclosing Zeus. And so yeah. Zeus is like, oh, oh, okay. Like, it, it, the box uh, came undone. That's, mm -hmm. that's cool. Cool. I guess <laughs> yeah. I'll go find Big Mom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. It, it, it all... It all... Everything, all the shit that happens throughout in this chaos road, all it all makes sense, dude. Oh yeah, you know for I mean? sure. And, and, and that's sure. just so impressive of Oda to have such a chaotic situation make sense in so many little subtle areas that all tie into the overall picture. It's very, mm -hmm. um, very. It, it's just Oda shit. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like it's just. It, come on now. A, a perfect example of that is yeah. on the bottom of page five, right? So Law is basically saying like, "All right, like, shit's fucked. Like, I, I am going to leave." I'm going to leave you here alone and take everything else. And Luffy's like, sure. But, but then there's three pops. Pop, pop, pop. And one of them's like, ah. And that ah is Zeus. He took yes. Zeus too. Yeah, that's right. Which I love that. I love that, like, the detail of, like, it's him, mm -hmm. Zoro, and Zeus all taken down uh, into the skull or whatever. Just oh, great. Yeah. Love it. Luffy and Kaido still boxing. I love Did how you we... expect this, the first panel to be Kaido on the ground? No, not really. Yo, yeah, like, oh, yo. Shit. all right, all right. We see, we see what's going on here. Now they're okay. I just remembered something. Sure. There was. I'm not going to be able to remember enough for it to make sense. But there was a tweet that someone had that someone who like 
I think um, goes out of their way to like um, add context to mistranslations mm. or oh, sure. you know omitted translations or whatever that Viz decides to do. And they made a comment about this line of dialogue here with Kaido. I can tell mm. you're enjoying yourself. The more precarious the situation, the bigger your smile. And man, I'm so mad that I can't remember because I wanted to remember. But they said that there was a different um, thing about the dialogue in this moment where Kaido says oh. something that like implies it's about the will of D specifically. Oh, sure. Like if you're on the brink of death, that's when your smile comes out. Just yeah, as like the, the, it always does for the D, yeah, the, the true Ds or yeah, whatever, the, right? Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the bigger your smile, like the more dangerous you are because Ds are just some grinning ass motherfuckers that like oh, always smile oh. before they do some drastic ass shit. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're, like so you're saying like it was maybe not even the basic like, yes, we're going to remind you that Ds smile. Yeah. But even more so that like maybe revealing even more about what the D means. Someone, uh, someone said some wild ass shit. They said the fucking D is actually a smiley face. Oh, my. Oh <laughs> and that my it represents God. a big ass grin and shit. I'm like, stop, bro. This is too. That's too much. That's, that's too, too that's, much. We're, we're too deep. <laughs> I can't oh do my that God. right now. But dude. Shout out to the, like whatever I just found that account. I don't, I, but I I went back through and it looks like they do this kind of shit regularly. Shout nice. out to people who do shit like that though for hell yeah, hell yeah, know, translation situations like that because it really does a lot inside of the oh, community, yeah. especially oh, yeah. oh, for, yeah. for people's appreciation and understanding of One Piece. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. shout out, shout out to Dems for sure. Yeah. I love just this. The very few panels we have of the Kaido Luffy exchange in this chapter mm -hmm. are just incredible. I mean, like, and seeing them both go at each other, basically with with you know Rio, you know Luffy mm -hmm. obviously having Rio and and Kaido. I think I think on the middle panel, the middle um, up and down panel of of page seven, I think the fact that the lightning is kind of in between them with gaps on either side of the lightning mm -hmm. does imply that like Kaido is maybe he's not using Rio specifically but like he's basically doing the exact same thing by uh imbuing his weapon with conqueror's hockey see like um, that's, so the, that's the thing is that i think that the gap mm -hmm. in the attacks is the like like the cushion of like ryuo because yeah. it's like it's like the yeah. yeah 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 and then like the what 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 keeps them from touching is the ryuo but then yeah. the ryuo and the attack itself is just imbued with conqueror's hockey and that's mm. adding to it you know in in ways that we can oh, see sure. on screen and also sure. with the black lightning you know what i yep. mean so yep 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 i think that i think it's a, it's always a combination of ryuo and conqueror's hockey whenever we see this kind of clash oh okay sure sure so mm -hmm. even even luffy is not it's either that ryuo always has conqueror's hockey baked in or luffy is always baking it in with his specific real well right because One of like two. because he only started i think we only started getting these um clashes similar to roger and whitebeard mm -hmm. after luffy kind of had um, that realization kind of, had of that, like that what kaido does right yeah. exactly but i think that oh man now i don't know because it's like did he hit him with rio in a way that showed that Rio illustration effect like we have on Sentomaru and like we have on Rayleigh. They oh. weren't fucking using Conqueror's Hockey when right, they did right. those, you know, those cushioning, you sure. know, Rio effects, sure. you know what I mean? Like Ashigara do Dokoi, whatever that technique yeah. is from, so yeah. from Sentomaru. There was no black lightning on that, you know what I mean? Right, so as far I as I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that the, I don't think that Conqueror's Hockey alone is the reason why they're not touching i think that conqueror's hockey yes, is involved right. but the the cushion effect of them not touching is the rio specifically yes oh definitely i, yeah. I, I definitely agree the cushioning is real 100 yeah. yeah um 
but yeah, the the black lightning definitely makes me think that that conquers hockey is also involved here Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, just this looks incredible. I, I I just love the art um of of the lightning of the of the cushioning of the the battle generally between Luffy and Kaido is just fantastic yes. looking. Uh, and the, the choreography especially because mm-hmm. it's like it's very like we were saying kind of on the show a couple of weeks ago it's very pre-time skip one piece feeling yeah. you know yeah. what I mean because it, it, since the post time skip I feel like a lot of the conflicts have just been big clashes of attacks with a lot of like mm-hmm. emotional and narrative weight kind of like carrying you know the fights like through in to supplement the lack of choreography for the most part mm-hmm. at least in these close quarters situations but now right. that it's actually a, a serious 1v1 fight and i mean we saw it with katakuri too it kind of like was an ode to to luffy and luchi in that regard but i just right. love seeing so much hand-to-hand choreography at this scale with yeah. just two people right it's, it's it's something that i feel like doesn't happen as often in one piece nowadays because it's such a team oriented story driven yes you know what i mean yes so and yeah and so much world building and so much overall story that needs to happen. There's almost like not time to like exactly. have the epic battles. Yeah. Um, but so I love that we're having at least a good chunk of the chapter be some pretty nice uh, yeah. clashes. Love it. Man. Um, Hawkins is back. Hawkins is back. You raggedy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hawkins, but God damn, is he playing the snake role very well, dude? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. And I love the lot. I love the dialogue here. Um, Best of luck to you, killer. They go to hell. I don't need a single ounce of your luck. Man, it was so much more drastic in the scan. And this time, I actually will go and find the actual thing. Because, while you're doing it, like yeah. the, 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 the panel before is also pretty badass dialogue, right? Where yes. he's saying, like, your chances of dying here are 92%. And then, you know, Killer kind of responds like, oh, more fortune telling? Well, let me tell you, fortune favors the bold. You know, yes. and laughs, you know what I mean? It's like, like that's, that's badass. Like, all of these interactions are super badass dialogue for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think the I, I can't find it, but I think the line of dialogue was something along the lines of... Um, it's like you're still you're still hung up on those predictions. I believe in my abilities and what I'm able to oh, do like in real time. Not, I'm not I'm not worried about potential futures. I'm worried about yeah. what I'm capable of in this moment. Right now. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I that's what I bank my Ooh. my life on, you know, type shit. You know what I mean? I can't find the exact translation right now. But it was mm-hmm. something raw like that. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. Oh, I love okay. that. I don't um, need a single we go ounce to... of your luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that might that maybe could be improved, or whatever, but you know, like <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, more Tama stuff with mm-hmm. uh, Nami and Isopu. I love Tama, um, and I love that we get confirmation that um, the Kibi Kibi Dango yes. cannot work against regular zone types, right. just smiles and animals right. or whatever. And, so and I think this is something that we could have yeah. expected from Oda. You oh know yeah, I mean, like this is such an obvious tide shifting ability. Mm-hmm. Once you see her you know kind of put speed under that spell for the first time all types of ideas were fine oh so this is how they're gonna win tom is gonna go in and turn all of kaido's subordinates into into allies including king and queen and and it's like no right it's just the fucking smile users and whenever things like seem so like off the rails and obvious and dumb like that I feel like those are the moments where Oda is like, oh, no, I'm definitely injecting a serious caveat here. Oh, yeah. Whereas, oh, like, yeah. there's a lot more hand-wavy stuff going on in the background in times where it doesn't matter as much. When it's yep. real and it's actually important to the narrative, wild abilities always have drawbacks that, like, keep the shit, 
you know, engaging and and compelling. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So, and 100%. fucking Usopp is hooping this chapter, boy. Hold on, Yo. fireworks, flowers into the exploding pine cone, hell zone, grenade. I don't even know what's <laughs> going on, but this Usopp. Mm, Yes, this, this is why this is what I wait for in Usopp's character because hundred percent, it's always going to be comical. He's always going to be crying a little bit. He's always going to say some bitch ass shit. But when he turns <laughs> up, the moves are going to look sick as fuck. His kit yeah. is just that tight now to where mm -hmm. it's a, such an intense supplement to his cowardice at this point. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes, at least we get this type shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Um, and going up against a hybrid form page one i mean like that's yes. uh pre that's pretty intense you know yeah. what i mean and, oh, yeah. and he's <laughs> hardcore stifling him too like page one doesn't know yes. what to do with this shit yes ab absolutely for sure yeah. now how did you how did you feel when you were flipping through the first time you read this and big mom appears in this scene i was like oh no <laughs> dude i'm what? so like used to just like my heart sinking whenever the straw hat crew encounters big mom this is a testament to how well oda has built her up up until oh, yeah. this moment that mm -hmm. just the the crew members you know can't deal with her in any regard <laughs> running into her is mm -hmm. a heart dropping i'm going down a roller coaster type moment you know what i mean right and say what you want about big mom's character and how she's been handled since whole cake island or whatever she is still very much a threat oda has oh yeah uses for her in the plot that require her to do things like we kind of like see you know happening in this chapter but at the end of the day none of that threat is really lost to me you know what i mean because right. even though she's kind of turned into an ally now with this whole like thomas situation her personality is so unstable yeah that like chaotic, how long yeah. is this big mom ally even going to last in the midst yep. of all of this chaos i'm sure we have all of these assumptions of how this is going to go and now this is such a huge tide shift big mom is on the straw hat team what what can they possibly have to worry about you don't know what other kind of twists and turns oda will throw in here and you can be fucking sure that there will be more so right this yep. this situation inside of big mom not only makes perfect sense inside of her character as far as the history of it up until this point but mm -hmm. also it doesn't take away from the stakes like at all to me you know what yep. i mean it's a great little moment where we can feel triumphant for a little bit amidst such staggering odds but i don't think right. this lasts for very long to be honest with you sure i think i don't know i think it it has the potential to last because it definitely does um i'm pretty sure and i've actually only um watched and read one piece post time skip the, the one time right so like i don't fully remember the very very end of fishman island yeah. but i'm pretty sure that the entire reason big mom is like super angry at luffy right like there was like the bomb in the treasure or whatever yeah, yeah, um yeah. luffy didn't put that shit there like it was right. not luffy's fault there was like a bomb true. in the treasure or whatever that's right true. that's true and that was a misunderstanding and um nami saved and is super good friends with lola mm -hmm. and of course like big mom doesn't really like lola right but like yeah. i feel like there could be still there's many ways that big mom could eventually be like ah i guess maybe at the end of the day i don't hate you luffy i don't know like yeah. i don't know maybe i was mistaken this whole time you know what i mean i agree i totally agree with you that like she's so chaotic that it's very unlikely that she'll just remain good right i think it'll be more of a situation where big mom helps in ways that can't help 
but happen while she's on this kind of like whatever wherever her path goes she's helping mm -hmm. on the way to her objective mm -hmm. but she's not going out and making sure all the straw hats are okay she's oh, no, not no, like no. yeah come oh, in yeah, you no, guys no. we're good we're a team now like it's not going to be like that it's yeah. going to be big mom is pissed right now with the information that she just got she attacked page one and everyone on the protagonist side that's around her currently is probably good but then yes. she's going to go off in other areas people are going to be getting fucked up still in other she's not going to come through and superman the whole situation now that right. she's an ally or whatever you're just going to see convenient times where she's around and you don't have to worry as much as she's on her warpath wherever she's going and yes. i feel like that I, I feel like that um it's fine you know what oh, i mean because yeah. oh, yeah. it doesn't sure. have to like as long as big mom is not the reason the day is legitimately won Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and even if she is i feel like oda could write the shit out of that but i mean as of right yeah. now i feel like the thing people are the most worried about is that big mom is the reason why the day is saved because she flips sides like this and it's like i don't see oda going yeah. that far with it you know what i mean no 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 i i don't think so definitely yeah i mean yeah. like I, I i think i totally agree with what you're saying that mm -hmm. um she, she's definitely gonna do some things that we that will benefit the Straw Hat crew yes. in the short term. Yes. But uh, I think it's very likely we're going to see her uh, flip back right. and forth a couple times. You know, yeah. it, and at it, the end it, of the day, at least back once, she right? might end up in a place nowhere near Tama and then completely yeah. forget she was even around and go right yep. back into, you know, yep. Big Mom ultra threat mode. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you never know how it's going to go. But I love her as the plot device she is i think yes. that a lot of people that have been calling her a plot device you know like on the timeline don't understand that that's not an inherently negative thing like there right. are good plot devices and they're used mm -hmm. all the time we see them all the time and never comment on them because they're doing their job you know what i mean yep. it's not yep. it doesn't feel like a deus ex machina all the time and this doesn't really feel like a deus ex machina either obviously because the conversation that we just had about the potential of the future of this situation right but also it's just like man like let let plot devices be used you know what i yeah. mean like yeah, this yeah. is this is a good one and at least it's not out of nowhere some hand wavy shit at least there's build up to it at least yep. it makes sense in the character of big mom you know what i mean yep. there's a lot of times where plot devices are used in this manner that don't have nearly as much build up to it or narrative like link you know at all yep. you know what yep. i mean and it's just you, the the protagonists need this situation right now inject the plot device we'll explain it later maybe you know what I mean? Here you go, have fun, it's still lit type shit, you know what right. I mean? But Oda and makes a point to make this shit make sense inside of his specific framework, you know what I right. mean? Right, and let Big Mom be nuanced. Let her yes. actually have some good aspect to her where she's like, wow, someone helped me when I had amnesia, they gave me, you know, good food or whatever, like, they, they were very kind to me, and people that I thought were my friends uh, right. raised that entire town and killed all those people, like... Yeah. I don't like that. I'm going right. to, you know, speak my mind and say, like, there's still a code of honor among pirates and right. clearly Kaido's forgotten it. You know what I mean? And yeah. bam, like, I, I just think, like, why not let Big Mom have some nuance to her character? Exactly. She doesn't have to be pure bad. Well, look at all the other Yonko. You have Kaido, who is the obvious incorrigible threat that needs to be taken down no matter what. Big mm -hmm. Mom can, like, not every single Yonko has to be a direct stepping yes. stone for luffy to directly beat in order to become the pirate king right you know what i right. mean like obviously kaido's a threat do we really think he's gonna have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with shanks for real just because right. he's a fucking yonko probably not right you have right. shanks that is like more or less widely understood as just an ally of luffy yep you know yep. what i mean inside of the yonko then you have right. kaido who is an obvious threat blackbeard who is an obvious threat let fucking big mom exist somewhere in the fucking middle 
Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. totally fine. Why don't you want a colorful yep. cast? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, yep. Something to note, uh, I think everyone probably noticed uh, when, when Big Mom hit page one and basically broke the dude's neck Holy or whatever. Holy rockets. Um, Rio, you know, she's yeah. using that uh, same, uh, you know, mm. gap kind of punch as, as everyone else. So, like, I just think that's very cool for <laughs> yeah. her um, for her ranking, you know what yes. I mean, in terms of the overall power scaling or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think we've ever, yeah, because I don't think we've ever seen Big Mom use, like, Rio before, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't yeah. remember anyway. Yeah, I don't comments. remember that. Remind us in the yeah. comments if she has. Yeah, definitely let us know if we're wrong there for sure. Yeah. Um, do you think... Um, do you think Ulti is going to be able to do much in this situation? Yeah, it's like, man, it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't think she's being shown here at the end as like a possible, you know, um, going to go super saiyan and like yeah, really be yeah. a threat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think that this is going to be a more emotional avenue, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and character driven avenue, you know, of maybe this is when Ulti really starts to think about like what side she's on. And, sure. and obviously she, clearly cares about page one more than she cares oh, about yeah. anyone else involved in this you know what i mean so if page yes. one is essentially on life support after this maybe she's like oh i don't know if i really like what is like kaido kind of a dick my like best friend is dying like fuck this i'm just gonna like i don't know dude it could go, Help it could him, go. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't fucking know dude but mm -hmm. either way it's like taking threats off the page in um more ways than just physically removing them is always like cool too in the midst yes. of the war because Oda can write the shit out of those situations and I'm all for more character work at any point in time in One Piece so for sure. I like fucking Ulti a lot and I like her dynamic with Page One as like antagonists you know what I mean because they don't really feel like Page One box Sanji in the first you know earlier in the arc and you're like oh shit so this is what Kaido's people kind of look like you know what I mean you're like this is the kind of threats that we're about to see mm -hmm. but then now it's like it's just like buddy cop ulti and page one like action comedy shit and i'm like kind of here for it and i kind of want yeah. them to be cool and like safe and like chill you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i don't need them to be these 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 big you know villains that have to go down with kaido like i love the stragglers that end up doing other shit later in like a really you know unexpected you know nuanced way i love that yes. kind of shit and i feel like we have a really good setup for that inside of page one and ulti so and which is something that's happened many times, Absolutely. many, many, many times over the over the whole story, right? Say, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Three, yep. uh, Das Bones. Mm -hmm. um, I, you, I'm sure there's tons and tons of situations where you can name situations where Bellamy, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, Bell, Bellamy. Yeah, no, Bell, Bellamy a little bit. Right, right. Where there was a there was a bad guy who we beat him or her, and but the characters in One Piece aren't stagnant. They still are alive and able to, you know, have actions in the world. And yes. so they'll, they're going to do other things and we're going to see them in other situations yes. where they're separated from the, you know, the crew they're in. And, right. and now they can be their own person and they're not pure evil. No yes. one, they, almost no one is like pure evil in this story. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally here for it, for sure. Me too, man. Wow. Do you have anything else for One Piece? No, I think that's, I think that's all I had. Fuck yeah. This is a big conversation to go into the break with. Ah, oh, break! I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I know oh. oh, it'll be nice well, though. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to yeah. chill. But man, and everyone, dude. all the, all the mangaka obviously earned it. I mean, this has been a fantastic week or whatever Absolutely. for Jump. And Jujutsu Kaisen's on break, like again by itself after Golden Week. What? Yeah. So when we come back from break, we don't have Jujutsu Kaisen again until May 16th. Oh damn. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, what? Fuck it. They gave us a they gave us one hell of a fucking week to send off on, I tell you why. Yes. 
Hell yeah. But uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, make sure you slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Hit subscribe if you're new. And hit the bell icon next to that so we can chirp you when the new content is live. Don't forget to visit the description section so you can follow us on Twitter. Um, join our online communities like Discord. Listen to us anywhere you normally consume your podcasts like Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and whatnot. Um, and there's also ways that you can support what we do here by checking out our online store and our Patreon if you're so kind. But with all that said, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Knox. And I'm Nickums. We'll catch y'all next time.